We're gonna, I'm gonna put Long you on talk radio. Put you on mute. Okay. And then we're gonna. Uh, okay. expressed on the J. King Network contain mature content and may be deemed as offensive in nature. However, they may not reflect the same views held by the network itself. So please, use discretion when tuning in. Good morning, everybody. My name is J. King. Welcome to Kings in the Morning. Fred, would your fat ass please press the goddamn number one? The fact that I have to tell you is ridiculous. Um, with me, is my co-host with his dumb ass. Good morning, everybody. You know what time it is. Look at the sign on the side of the building. This is the J. King Network show, all that shit, so you know it's going down today. Have a great day. P-T-E, Dr. Dre with a high-top fade. What up, though? Good morning, everyone. It's about that time. Let's make it do what it do. And I bet you didn't know he had pretty trend <laughs> Brother Reverend Ali. You'll never find... A muter like mine, someone who puts you on mute and talks about you. You'll never know where the muting will go. You'll keep on searching the whole show until you find it. Oh, I fucked up on this song, Jakey. But there's no Good morning, Jeff Carlin. Good morning, Mr. Elias. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Why you give me why you know why you give me those kind of claps when you know I fucked up? That don't mean I'm a like one of them songs you think I should. It was a great idea, but let me, you're right, let me know. Yeah, don't play one of yours. Don't play one of yours today, J. King. You, you Janet Marie you, said you, you hit the baritone. She said you hit the baritone, and you got credit for hitting that baritone. Oh, yeah, I hit that baritone, Janet Marie. You see, I do, I do it real good in the dark, too. Did um did Jana Marie did she ask you did she add you to her friend list yet? No, nah, she ain't added me. She don't want none of this J King. She just like to be nice over Jan- the phone. <laughs> Jana Marie, add Ali, don't be like that. Good morning, Teddy Cross music. 
Good morning to everybody. It's real. It's real Today fucked up because she got my uncle. She got my uncle on there. She know him, but she won't. She won't add me. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, uh, monkey. I got a call from Karen White this morning. Oh, good. Uh, you know, yeah. So Karen, you know, Karen, she, she um, she really is a um, is a J King fan. Karen always support supported me stuff that I do, and she was giving me pointers. Good morning, Willie Zen. She was giving me pointers. Good morning, Vertical. Good morning, Vicky Sanders. Good morning, Adrian Lord. She was giving me pointers on what I need to do marketing-wise. So Karen really is good at that stuff. So she was like, Jay, you need to do this, and you need to do that, and you need to do this, and I'm going to send you a list of all the shit you need to do. So, um, and then she said, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. I was like, you do what you're going to do. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Monkey, shut up. Monkey said, when Jay walks by, women slap his ass. <laughs> If you go on Facebook, that's where the real comedy is. That's where it's all going down. Uh, um, Today, you guys, we're going to have um, Penelope Larry on. She's also running for city council. She's running for city council in the same district, District 2, as Stephen Walton. Now, you guys know that I support Stephen Walton because I'm real open about it. Um, But uh, Stephen Walton didn't start off in the race. Stephen Walton, I talked to him about being in the race some five, six months ago, but he's a religious man. He said God hadn't spoken to him, didn't tell him. And he got the sign from God when I was in, when I was in Africa. The only problem was that there were two other people running that I love and I speak openly about my love and respect, admiration, and appreciation for these ladies, and they are Penelope Larry and Kim um, Davey. Good morning, Kyle Williams. So Penelope Larry, if, if, if Penelope Larry and Kim Davey were going to be running without Steve Walton, they would have been the two that, um, that I supported, and then um, the one that made it would have been the one that I um, went all out for. Because I don't go all out until I get past the, the primary into the general. And good morning, um, Josephine. So, um, but I still will give everybody, um, I know it's Pastor P. I call her Pastor P, but when she's running for, uh, for office, I have to call her Penelope Larry because that's how she presents as she runs for office. But um, either way, I love and appreciate her. She's my friend. We're going to have her on today. Um, and what I, I talked to her the other day, and I spoke with Steve um, Walton as well. And I told Steve, I said, Steve, I would like for you to reach out to Penelope Larry, Kim Davy, and create a, a, a bond of, of with them. So if you win, they would be pump, come part of your team. If they win, you will become part of their team. And so that's what we're doing. Um, good morning, Reginald Sanders. So I just feel like I got three horses in the race. One of these mother figures got to pass the finish line. 
And it's a very political race because District 2 was the most marginalized of all communities in Sacramento. Uh, And I was speaking with Kevin McCarty yesterday, who's running for mayor. And I support Dr. Pan, but I gave money to Pan and to, um, and I, I, I maxed out with Dr. Pan, I maxed out with um, Kevin McCarty because I want Pan, but I think McCarty has the most money and is most probable to win. Either way, I want to have a voice with who the mayor is so that I can um, have what I want. I want I want um, Howard Chan, the state city manager. Good morning, Zoila. And... Um, and I want a functional council that's going to do good things for our city. And um, so just to be transparent, the reason why I um, chose Stephen over Penelope Larry, Pastor Pete, or Kim Davies is because of his experience working in government. And because he's before he was running for anything, he worked with all the different groups and different organizations and different communities that make up North Sacramento. He uh, went through the um, city manager's training academy. He had already been engaged. Good morning, Veronica Burks. Good morning, Michael Singh. He had already been um, doing things that uh, that gives him an understanding of how the system works. And in Del Paso Heights in uh, um, North Sacramento, we don't need somebody with a learning curve. This is a, a, a steep learning curve. So what, to me, Stephen, uh, is, doesn't have the same depth to the learning curve that um, the other ladies have would have. Veronica Smith, who's also running, but I don't support it all, Veronica Smith moved into our district to run. But her predecessor, uh, who she worked for, uh, Sean Loloi, he moved into the district so he could run. So all she's doing is following suit. Sean Loloi was um, arrested and charged federally for, with a lot of different counts. So she's an offspring of his tree. So, you know, uh, you know, somebody say, I'm going to tell you right now, somebody ate an apple from that tree and didn't have poison in it, and that person died. And then somebody pick an apple from that tree, and uh, and if they ate from that apple from that tree and they died, we would know that the goddamn tree is poison. So that's how I look at her. She an apple from that poisonous tree, and she she's following suit. She she's proven that by moving into a district to try to run, and she's not um and she's not gonna make it. We had an old white dude named Roger Dickerson um, who um, is one of those super uh, – good morning, um, good morning, um, Chocolate Peach. She's one of those super um, – I mean, Roger, uh, liberal dudes. I mean, like, you know, like, you know, want the homeless to, you know, they're homeless. They say – you know, they don't have anywhere to go. They want to, 
If they want to sleep on your front yard, you should be able to let them. They should be able to sleep. As a matter of fact, they should camp in the backyard, or you should feed them if they're in your front yard. You know, you want those kind of people. Um, so we don't want him. And he's from, he's a throwback. He's been in public office before. He's, you know, he's 70-something years old and just, you know, um, you don't want those white dudes to say, calm down, calm down. I've always been accepted by the colors for a long time. Please, please, you can, I'm here. The white man's here. Everything's okay. Calm down. Good morning, Professor Keone. Orders in the house, orders in the house, the white man's here. Listen, we don't want to be better than you. We just are. It's okay. Um, so it's going to be an interesting race, but I want you guys to, um, I want you guys to, uh, you know, we don't, when we talk about um, um, John Beckman want me to do angry white man. Ooh, I'm so mad. Angry white man. The white man gets so mad he turned red. Ooh. <laughs> 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 mm. But um, I want you all to, um, if you have questions, I want you guys to, you know, to, to, to get to know Pastor P. John Beckman said, I like that white man voice. Sounds natural to me. Good morning, Swag Media. Good morning, uh, JoJo Red. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I, what I'm going to do, what I, what I will say is this. Karen White wants me to start doing um, uh, little short vignettes of DJs that have said something good about the Club Nouveau record they, and give them a shout-out and put it on video, and that's what I'm going to start doing. Good morning, Tracy Parker. Uh, good morning, um, Uncle Willie. Willie Anderson is my my Uncle Willie. And I never call my uncle by his first name. You know, I never say, this is my, this is, you know, um, I don't even like saying this, that my Uncle Willie is my uncle. I only address him as Uncle Willie. And I'm 62. Good morning, um, Lee Fletcher. That's how much respect and reverence I have for my Uncle Willie. My Uncle Willie uh, uh, was the first person in my immediate family that I know to go to college. Good morning, Barbara Coates. And he went to UC Davis on scholarship, you know, when I'm talking about when, you know, it was a big deal to go to college. And uh, I think my Uncle Willie, you know, he was a, he worked, he was a teacher, he was a principal. Then he ended up being a high-end executive at SMUD. Uh, good morning, Leonard Hamilton. And did really well for himself. And But it's because of my Uncle Willie that's partly why I'm in the music business, because the first time I ever, good morning, Aunt CCT, the first time I ever went to a concert was a concert that my Uncle Willie um, uh, gave me tickets to. I might have been 12 years old, 11, 12, uh, and it was a Jackson concert, and they were at the Memorial Auditorium. And um, I thought he and my Aunt Dale were going to go because that's how they presented it. And they waited to the last minute, either the, the day of that. But good morning, El Malik, that my Uncle Willie um, 
gave me and my sister the ticket. And uh, and I just remember all these people standing up for the whole time, and I couldn't see the Jackson, but just the excitement. And um, just me pretending as I was going to the, the uh, concert, my mom and dad had a green vinyl deal, but pretending like I was, you know, famous and getting out the car and getting out, I was getting out of limo and all that stuff in my mind. I had a vivid imagination. My Uncle Willie said when I was a kid that I would dress three or four times in a day, that if my clothes got dirty, I would put on new clothes. Of course, I don't remember because I was young. Good morning, Daphne. But he said, yeah, I used to always put on clean clothes. So I have to, I'm going to ask my Uncle Willie one day if, um, how, how I was as a kid. And if I ever did a book, so when people say, if I ever did a book, um, I might write a book called Me Through You. I like that, Me Through You. And then all the you's. Hmm. Me Through You's, Y-O-U-S. And did all the you's to talk about me because it's hard for me to see myself through my eyes. I don't know. I don't remember me. But how other people remember you is interesting. Anyway, good morning, everybody. Uh, good morning, cuz. I, I got your order. Are you sure you want a large, um, Lynn? Is it because it's in, it's in man sizes? Good morning, Tirza. Um, are you sure that you want a large? Hey, Tir, uh, you may have to come to the house and record and me and you just record the part and then let you and then and you have it on your um um thing. Um uh, Professor Keone said, King, why did you sit on your sister's shoulders to watch the Jackson's concert? I didn't what made you um good morning, um Bernard Middlebrook. <laughs> you was probably a badass little boy. <laughs> My Uncle Willie might say that I Good morning, Cammy. I think I was I think I was bright and, and but a little low rambunctious. Good morning, Nancy Prop. Um, I remember seeing that yeah, they were at U Stadium. That's right. Good morning, Todd Williams. But oh why did not? Sean Rayford, good morning. Sean Rayford, Jay King, Lucky Witherspoon, Joe Levy, uh, March twenty-third. Uh, um, couldn't you name your book Me and My Willie? A dumbass, John. That's why you got CTE. That's why you got CTE. And you wanted a gray one. Uh, you wanted black or gray. Good morning, Del Burton. So anyway, blah blah blah. We're going to have. Um, uh, we're going to have. Uh, good morning, Del Burton. We're going to have uh, Penelope Larry, Pastor P, on in a few minutes. Before we do, I'm going to do um, the daily word. Brother Reverend Ali is going to do the word of the day. We're going to get into this show. Sean Rayford, I hope, I hope you stick around, get a few laughs out this joint. Today on Thursday, February 8th, 2024, the daily word is wisdom. W-I-S-D-O-M, wisdom. I use my wisdom to discern my life's direction. When I turn my attention 
to my feelings and pay heed to what my intuition is telling me. I am using my divine gift of wisdom. I may gather information from all kinds of sources. I may rely on the counsel of family and friends or even seek the advice of professionals. But ultimately, the information I gather from the outside cannot match the power of my wisdom. My ability to discern my next few steps or embark upon the perfect path. I co-create with God through my wisdom, my inner knowing. My gut feelings are nudges from the spirit. I move in the direction of my greatest growth. My path may not be the easiest one or the one that seems to make the most sense, but I trust my inner wisdom, the voice of God within. Good morning, Desai. Today's Bible verse is Psalms 49.3. My mouth shall speak wisdom. The meditation of my heart shall be understanding. Brother Reverend Ali, what is the word of the day? Amen. J. King, the word of the day is add, spelled A-D-D. And the definition for add is to join something to something else so as to increase the size, number, or amount. Let me see if I can use that in a sentence. Every day that I wake up, I ask myself, why does J. King keep adding elephants to the show? Add. <laughs> I like to know who's the new one. Who the fuck is the new one? <laughs> Nobody out. I just said that you, you know, I don't know why Jay can't add elephants to the show. You know uh, any um, elephants? So, uh, Pizza, I wouldn't give him the satisfaction of a dickhead. Oh man, they go one of the elephants speaking out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're gonna um, we're gonna do. Um, I, I don't know if I should do one story and let um, and then bring and then bring um, Pastor P in, or should we just go to Pastor P? Penelope, Larry, what you guys want to do? You want to do one story? You want to do? Go on to Pastor P, babe. The pastor. Yeah, go to Pastor P. To be a good entertainment on the show, J King. Yeah. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, 
Introducing Pastor P. John Beckman, pastor, the way you spelled it, is a pastor, a grab, a graving area. Pastor is spelled P-A-S-T-O-R, not T-U-R-E. But that's drinking, that P. Drink it, that's why. Yeah. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, um, Pastor P. AKA Penelope Larry. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Pastor P. Pastor P, tell me what have you, um, uh, what have you learned out there while campaigning? What are some of the interesting things that you've learned? Oh, that's a good question. I've learned um, things about the homeless. Um, some people, why they are out there. I, I met one lady mm-hmm. at Camp Revolution, and she she was homeless because she was had a roommate, and she's on a fixed income, mm-hmm. and her roommate died, and she was unable to afford the rent that they were previously splitting, and she couldn't find another place, and so she ended up outside, um, never been on drugs or or alcohol, but now has been homeless for for three years now, I've learned also Couldn't find that, another room, couldn't find another place. I mean, there, there's rooms for rent. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that when people are out there that they've given up on the system, and they don't look so much. And so the people, the homeless community, they embrace people. She's been out there three years um, since, wow. the, since the roommate died. And so that, mm-hmm. that was that was. I also learned that when people say that they are in shelters, that uh, the shelter, you stay in a shelter by night, but during the day you have to go somewhere, and they still have a camp. And during the day they go back to their camp, and sometimes they're double counted. Sometimes they're, count, they're counted in the shelters and they're counted out there um, being right. in the, the camp. I learned that also. I learned that this, this community is very diverse. Man, it's very yes. diverse. The fact the that the most diverse uh, community in the city—it really is. It's it's a beautiful community. I I believe that the the press gives it uh, a negative light so much. They just don't highlight the things that are going on in this community, the the positive things, because this community they love people. I mean, it's a community of love. They got some issues though, but it is these people really love this community. It's, don't play with it. Don't play okay, so, so 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 you say the community loves this community love, then why is there so much violence? Well, it's violence because people have been through some stuff. And we have to talk but, but about the community, it. But they, the community they, is so much love. I mean, we gotta be honest enough to say while yeah. there are loving elements to the community, the community is dangerous. Some parts of it, some, some, I think there are some bad actors. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it to the whole community because there are some people here that are really wanting to do some good things. I believe there's so many secrets here. When I, another thing that I've learned out here is it's kind of like four degrees of separation. You get four people in the room, they know somebody who had a baby by somebody else or somebody's husband or someone's wife or they're currently in a relationship. Two women are fighting over one man that, and I, I just was speaking with a lady a couple of weeks ago. She was proud of the fact that although her man 
was with somebody else, she said, he's with me the most. What? You know, so that's kind of the, that, the love for the so community. A, with and yeah, but at, so um, as a candidate, mm-hmm. what do you think, what do you think you add or what can you add to the community that you think uh, from a political standpoint, for representing our community, what attributes do you have that you think would be helpful to us overall? It's my wheelhouse. It's collaboration. It's bringing people together and having a real conversation in the room. One thing about me is that I'm not afraid to have a conversation. I'm not afraid to come on this show. It's I speak. <laughs> but I made the call. You you put the you put, you put the call out there. You say any of the candidates can come in, and so I made the call. And that's one of the things that I will do. I will step up. It's like, what do we need to do? And so somebody, a leader, needs to step up and call people to the table. Not only call them to the table, but call them on the carpet. When, it needs, when, when they need that also. Some people need to be rebuked or chastised. If I'm going to use some words from the Bible, is that what you have been doing is not right, and we just need to have a conversation about it. Or if somebody is in disagreement with what you're doing and you're talking about it in the field, so to speak, and you're not talking to that person, I'm a proponent of get people in the room, eyeball to eyeball, to eyeball face-to-face, Let's have a conversation about what the real issues are so that we can solve them, so that we can get back to serving the community. I believe that some people, because of dissension or ego, personality conflicts that I've seen here, um, and, and then amnesia about why they really started the organization or became a part of it, it is to serve or be a service to the community. I think we've lost some of that, and there is a, a divide from the DPH side to the to the Woodlake side. It's a not only is it a different look, but it's a different conversation. And these people need to get into the room. I say all of them. This is all of us. We need to get into the room and just have a real conversation about what is the problem. Because once we talk about why I don't like you, because that's that's what it could be then I could find out maybe my information was wrong. One of the things, um, it was a few years back, about four years ago, my husband and I, uh, Dr. Roy Larry, you know him, we were wanting to help this homeless couple. They had been on the river for 37 years. The guy had been on there for 37 years, the woman for 10, on, living on the river. The guy had been living on the river since the age of 12. With his mother, had a baby out there. The lady was out there being abused by another man, not this current man. And so we said, we want to help them. You know, let's get you off the street. So we have our business partner. He had an office. We moved them into the office so that we get, get and then say, okay, we, let, let me help you make some money because you guys need to make some money. Got a computer. Like, what else do you need? We need a bike because we don't have a way to get around. Got a bike. And so this thing lasted for about three months. Because it, it was just all chaotic, though. It was just chaotic. We were every week meeting. What else do we need to do? Chaotic. Just three weeks ago. This was four years ago this happened. Three weeks ago, she told me that was one of the worst experiences of her life. <laughs> like, what did he say? He said, because 
one, uh, yes, I was out on the river, but I was used to living in a wide open space. And so, yeah, I had to deal with rats and bugs out there and mice, but now you guys were confining me to this small space. I was freaking out. And then not only that, was I was in an office building, so it had to be quiet because it wasn't a residence, so they, they couldn't be moving around. And then and where were they going to eat? They, they had a hot plate there, but they couldn't cook during the day because people would smell it, and they didn't want that. And then they had to go to the bathroom outside and take a shower, and people would want to come in and, and take a shower uh, while they were in the bathroom. They had to lock the door. She said it was very stressful. Uh, okay, I Pastor P. Yeah. Okay, so my question to you is this, because that sounds like social work. Elected officials have to be versed in how to move, not segments of a community, but a community, how to, how to move uh, uh, legislation, how to, how to move dollars, how to move issues. Give me your top five, the top five issues that you would deal with. Top five issues priority, from priority one is the number one priority, two is the number two priority, and so forth and so on. What are your top five issues that you would deal with? Um, Can I finish that, that? Let me just let me put on the, the model of that story is that we were doing something without asking the people what they wanted. And that's what happens yeah. in government. People have a good idea, but they have not really asked the people, how do you need help? My top pri- priorities are in this order. Number one for this community is blight. It is the trash, the junk that's on the street. That's what, what I would that? deal with first. Because for okay. me, I can think better no, in a community Give me the top five, and then I'm going to ask you questions about them. So you said blight number one. My top five are the clean up the blight, the attracting businesses, uh, primarily to the Del Paso Boulevard, Del Paso Boulevard, the mental health services for our unhoused population in terms of moving them to housing, but dealing with the mental health aspect first is collaborating with, number four, is collaborating with the current community leaders, seeing where they are and what it is that they need. And then number five is a grocery store, uh, one that offers healthier food options, or, or a farmer's market also that we can have more healthier food options for this community. Those are my top five. Okay. So, so tell me what would you do, how would you attack the blight. I look at this, all of these I look at as low-hanging fruits because these things I believe you can get in there without getting all in the murky of what's going on because some of these things are on a, on a wheel and they are already rolling. And while, like you say, I'm ramping up, I'm learning the system, we can still be dealing with the trash. So deal with the trash is... They have this general fund, take money from there to hire local haulers, because there are a lot of them in this community, local haulers to go in and clean up the blight first. Second is to get the community involved in the cleanup process also. 
Because I know that if you clean up for people and you don't have them help in the process, you're going to be trapped next week because they, don't, they didn't do any of the work. And so I don't want to do the work for the people that live in this community. Some of them have to do the work also. This is going to come from some town hall meetings. Why are we doing this? Why do people throw trash out the car? I don't know. What is that about? Why do people throw trash out of their, out of their house onto the sidewalk instead of using the garbage receptacle? There has to be an understanding about that. Honestly, I don't know because it's not what I do. But I, I want to be able to understand that. But when people feel good about the community that they live in, I don't believe they will do that. So I want to deal with that first. It is a metaphysical thing also. Is that when you see clean, you think clean. So that's what I, I want to do that through a town hall meeting, through hiring, hiring some of these local businesses that haul and clean. Hire them first to go out throughout the city, throughout the district, excuse me, throughout D2. Some areas are worse off than others. Of course, some are not on the main thoroughfare. Some of the trash is on the side street. But get all that. I would feel better if I'm driving to my house and I don't have to see a couch or a mattress on the side of the road. So how do you attract business? Good morning, Rosemary. Good question. I attract business by looking at the current businesses that are there, that are here, and seeing where there are some missing links in terms of culture so that we can bring a, because the culture is, because the community is diverse, but some of the businesses are the same. I can go down Del Paso Boulevard, is where I think the hub is. This is where I'm thinking that we draw people um, to this area, and there are at least three, at least three T-shirt companies. Competition is cool. But I would look at, okay, we don't need another T-shirt company, one to not cause undue competition to these people, and look at, like, I like boba tea. There are, I'm not familiar with any Chinese businesses that are along the boulevard, but the Asian population is a large population in this community. And I would uh, want them to spend dollars in this community and not have to go to Chinatown or have to go to the the South area, so they can come right here. Chinese New Year's is in a couple of days. Uh, Mardi Gras is in a couple of Mardi Gras is going to be happening. I know Chinese New Year's is tense. Mardi Gras is getting ready to happen. I want to see those cultures all the time, and then begin to attract those people that that so that they can be around the the community. On a, on a regular basis, not just when things are going on, like coffee shops. I just like coffee shop just to hang out so that when you are wanting to relax, do some business, you can do it at a coffee shop. I want to attract some nightlife. Uh, you go down Del Paso, I'm just speaking about Del Paso Boulevard, you go down there at night right around 7 o'clock when it gets dark, it's, it's like a ghost town. The lights are off, people feel a little bit unsafe about being down there. I think we need more foot traffic down there. So I would look at the current businesses that are there now, and where are there some gaps? Where are there holes so that we can 
now go out to attract those businesses or reach out to them. Hey, we're looking for this kind of business. You know, the Asian population is 24%, 14% of the population. We need this kind of business over here. That's what I would do. I would reach out to people. I'd start calling people. I don't have a problem cold calling people. Um, mental health, what, do you, what, is, what is your solution for mental health? I'm, I'm going through your top five, and then I'm going to come back to you. So what's your, what, what is your mental health? What would you do for mental health? I think mental health is a priority for the homeless. Um, when I was speaking with Rebecca, I was saying to her, how do you I understand. You what, what are you going to do? You, these are your five, these are your top five things. So I'm yeah, asking this is why you, this is my top five things, because so, I've been speaking to the people. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking just not you, making them up. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to reach out to the county. The county is responsible for dealing with the mental health issues in Sacramento. They have policies in place. Are they working in D2? I don't know. i gotta, I got to find that out. Come over here. I, when I go to some forums, people there are from the mental health um, department in Sacramento, and they, they say that they're being underutilized. I would make sure that mental health services are provided for people in D2, primarily those that are unhoused, so that, one, they can get some gainful employment and to learn how to live in a house. Because if you've been outside for any length of time, you don't know how to live in a home. You have to be Mm -hmm. trained. Okay, then you said collaborating with... um each other and collaborate. What do you mean by that? I say collaborating with current community leaders because there are already neighborhood associations that are mm-hmm. in the community. I would mm-hmm. meet with the neighborhood association president. There's about 20 of them. Um, I heard that six of them were active. I heard, I'm not sure if that's the, the correct number, but I would meet with them either first individually and then collectively because one association is focused on food canopy and another association is focused on safety. I would want us in the room to talk about how one affects the other if it does, and then people get to know each other. See, what happens here is that with the reason why collaboration is important to me, is because people come to work really without knowing one another. And so when they come to the table, they got, they got their business hat on and they have their, their angry hat on and they have their whatever they thought about you before they got there, they had that hat on, and they just don't know you. And so I would bring people together to, to know one another. That's me. I, I think when you, know, when you really know somebody, then it, you can work with them better versus just coming to the – to, to the meeting, and then you just all business. So I would come on a, on a social platform first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you said you would have a grocery store, that, that that would be, this is your number five priority, is to bring a grocery store or a farmer's market. Yeah. I'd say with more healthier food options. Because in the area, and we, we know that low income or or areas where there are BIPOC is that 
there are not as many healthy food options. Maybe the things are more salty or, or sugary. I was at a city council meeting a couple of months ago and because they had opened up a farmer's market in D5, and someone reported that areas, that communities that have farmer's market have fewer visits to the emergency room. Man, I, 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 didn't make, I hadn't correlated that. But if we had options for health, and, and someone said, and I've said this before, and someone said, what if they don't want that food? Well, I, I say give them the option because I live here. I, I want that food. I want healthier food options so that I can live longer. And so that's why a grocery store with healthier food options or, or a farmer's market, which would be, maybe be a lower barrier to entry, before that, maybe we have food trucks come in because they're on wheels. And maybe that's how we bring in healthier food options in the beginning while we're searching out how to have a farmer's market. Uh, someone reached out to me. There's, farm, uh, there's a meeting in the latter part of March, and they are talking about having a, a farmer's market, and I think it's still in the communications now. The, the Food Council is also talking about a, a farmer's market. So, so that, may be, that may be the way to go. Okay. So um, you didn't, I, was, I was surprised you didn't say anything about housing, but I was happy because I, would, because I thought that you, if you did, you'd start talking about affordable housing. But I'm, I'm surprised that um, housing isn't part of your um, situation. I'm going to tell you, do you know why we don't have grocery stores in Del Paso Heights, do you have any? We, you have any? Good morning, um, Michael and I are Jordan. Do you have any clue why we don't have um, a lot of grocery stores in El Paso Heights? Clue? Um, I would surmise maybe pilferage or theft. Yeah. Good morning, Marvin. Um, so we actually had a Rayleigh's. We had Safeway. Mm. There was a time when we had multiple grocery stores, Big G. We had multiple grocery stores in Del Paso Heights. Good morning, Robert Rosenthal. But um, that was a different community. That was in the 70s. And then this thing called the crack epidemic happened, and it really wiped wiped out our community. And um, uh, and, uh, what really happened was there was this place called McCullen Air Force Base. And a lot of people that lived in North Sacramento worked at McClellan. And when McClellan shut down, a lot of people lost their jobs. And in doing so, the, um, the medium income dropped uh, considerably. So, uh, you know, then the crack epidemic happened a little bit after that. And so, and then the theft went up. So, I, you know, um, and um, now we have food for less and even food for less. They were stealing so much that the owner called me at the radio station because he was going to shut down. 
And um, because we were stealing so much. But I think there are there are bigger fish to fry from the from the the um, city council the city council person's seat. And this is what makes me. And I know that you are um, a humanitarian and you are an activist for for the human being. And this is what frightened me about who sits on city council seats because it's a bigger it's a bigger issue than that. Um, there are different budgets and policies that our city council people reside, that they, 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 they reside over. Uh, there are public safety and garbage collection issues that are um, city person, city council people reside over. There are uh, different um, and based on the power and experience of our city council person is how our district gets treated. Right now we have a district that's overrun with homeless people, and um, and yet we have people that want more homeless people in our district. We can't we can't afford another homeless person in our district. As a matter of fact, they had um, Miller Park had 75 homeless residents that were shifted to Del Paso Heights, to D2, along with the homeless that are along the, um, the bike trail. So we, we, what we really need are candidates that are going to address these types of issues that are, that are um, it's great that you know that you're learning why people are homeless. How are we going to remove um, how are we going to remove these people from our community so we can get our community back healthy and safe uh, in in Sacramento? Seven miles are the most dangerous, where the most calls come, three or four to one compared to everyone else, and three or four of those miles, five are in Del Paso Heights and North Sacramento. We need a city council person that's going to address that issue. How will you address those types of issues? Because that's really what yeah, we I need. Don't... That's the problem. Yeah. No, I, I understand. And these things can be I don't think I don't think it is a steep learning curve. And I admittedly I don't know these routes because I just got in. I got in because I, I saw something I didn't like in District One. And I was wondering why we didn't have that in District Two. And then I stepped up. I stepped up in this race when the incumbent was in the race, not when he got out. And so I'm like, well I, I and I didn't want to run. I felt like I had to. I got to do something. I can't sit back and say I don't have this, I don't have that. I got to do something besides what I'm doing. I got to do something further. And so I stepped up. And so one of the things that I would look at in removing these people, as you say, I was talking with Emmanuel Amanfour at the California Black Chamber of Commerce meeting on Friday. He said to me, there's a commission 
that's he's he's the president he's the head of the commission that that's s h r a and two other organizations that escape me. He says we have money that we will give to landlords to house the unhoused people in their buildings. So when I look in and I see places for rent, I keep looking like, why are these places for rent when we have money to give to them? I'm like, what? I said, what about the, the mental health capacity because people need wraparound services? But then he says, we have that too. I have no idea. But just through networking. I, I know. And so I said to him, well, I cannot speak to you about that on this platform. One, because the music was jamming and I saw the flatbread over there. I had to eat that, and I was trying to make my way around the whole room. And I asked him, would he take a meeting with me so that I could understand better? And that's part of the ramping. Can I take a meeting so with you? Because let me tell you. Let me just read a couple. Of, let me just read a couple of um, comments. Veronica Burke said, "I'm not hearing a realistic plan. It's more than it's more than community outreach." What do you say to that? The realistic plan is that one, when the city council person comes in with their own idea, we have to start all over again. So you only have maybe one, maybe two years to do something because the term is only four years. It's difficult to do anything in four years. You can't even, a baby's not raised in four years. I want to see what is already in place. What did somebody already start that I can continue so I don't have to reinvent the wheel? Because it's the reinvented wheel, like, okay, now here's my idea now, and I come in there with that idea. You know, it takes about 10 years to get a housing development up and running. And so what housing developments do we already have up and running so that we can add more inventory? We know that there is a, there's a shortage of inventory in housing, but there are things that are already in the pipeline. Things are being built over here behind uh, Maury Avenue. There is a four-site plan on, on Woodlake. There's 108 units already planned on Marysville and Arcade. These things are already in the works to make sure that these things begin to happen. I don't need to reinvent that. That is already going on. So, so in terms of a, a realistic plan, yeah, get in on somebody else's plan. What, is, what, are, what, are they, what have they already done? What is already in the pipeline so I can make sure that happens? Because honestly, we've been talking about this four years ago when the candidates were running, same issue. What are you going to do about the homelessness? Same thing. Oh, I'm going to do this, this, but, and that. But, and but what are you going to do? What are, what are you going to do about the homeless issue? What are I'm you going to do? I'm going to talk with Emmanuel Amin for. I'm going to take the meeting. How, how, how does this program work? And if that program is legit, and the meeting is scheduled for, I don't, okay. okay, let me talk though. And when I take the meeting, how does this, how does this program work? And then bring that to the community. If you say we got 5,000 available apartment units, can we get 5,000 people off the street? Five of the 9,000 that we have that are homeless. Uh, particularly, we have more than 9,000. We have more than 9,000 homeless people in this city. I think everybody knows that. That's the number that we but, say. Well, I think yeah. we all know that there's more than 9,000 homeless people. Are they, um, uh, what strategic, what, um, uh, Rosemary uh, Field says, what strategy would you provide for the homeless slash or homeless housing? Number one is mental health. 
I can't overstate that or reiterate it so much because when you live outside of a dwelling place, it does something with your mental psyche. And I believe we need to address that and then take the low-hanging fruit. Who are those people that are ready to get into housing so that we can have some success? People have got into housing over the last four years. But but still there's a there's a great number of people that continue to remain unhoused or or people can't afford three times the rent and so now they don't have a place or people are living paycheck to paycheck. And someone said with without having four hundred dollars somebody could be homeless. Those we, we one we need to figure out how to keep people housed because it's more expensive to house them once they become unhoused than just keeping them housed. We need to figure out how to keep them housed and then deal with the mental health and then take those people that have been seen by our mental health professionals and then get them in the housing because that way our success rate will be greater to keep those people in the house. That's uh, Reese, Hopkins, uh, Reese Hopkins has a question. Reese, I wish you'd press one and um, ask, ask questions. But he said, who's taking, on, um, who's taking on all these new calls? Who's, I didn't hear the question. You did. Thank you very much. Um, I, I, don't, I don't want to be disrespectful. I did not get the young lady's name. Um, if but, I can um, get that. She's running for um, city council district, too. Okay, Penelope, if I may call you by your first name. Um, so my biggest problem with politicians, and again, I, I, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm a conservative Republican, and my biggest problem is government and government overreach. And I get what you're doing. In essence, homeless people are the most vulnerable or some of the most vulnerable people in our society. Um, but I've been listening to you for the past, what, I'm going to say 17, 18 minutes. And so far I've heard anything and everything that sounds like forcing people to do something. From solving the homeless problem, that burden is going to end up on the taxpayer of Del Paso Heights, so we understand each other. That community is already overtaxed about things that they don't even see the reap the rewards from. You cannot force people to eat healthy food. People will eat the food that they can survive with. You can put a, a grocer or a green grocer in a community but unless you're giving that food away for free and forcing them to eat it, you're never going to get people to spend their hard-earned dollar on things you want them to eat. They will eat the things that they will eat. That's a freedom issue. And once you start talking about how we're going to teach people and train people and make people, that's when you become a totalitarian. Now, I know you think that it's better for them, but that's also totalitarian because I have to ask, what put, who puts you in that position? other than the elected officials, but they're not putting you there for you to tell them how to live. They are putting you there for you to serve them. And I don't think you've expressed one plan that serves the people. I think you've expressed the plan about something you don't like and you'd like to implement. And that's tyranny, ma'am. That's not governing. Well, I was, some of my information, I based because I'm not a politician, but I went over to Camp Resolution. I went over to Camp Pollock. I spoke with Rebecca and Charlie. Rebecca has been 
unhoused for 10 years, now been living in a dwelling for two. Her husband, Charlie, was homeless for 37 years. And this is where I get some of my data. It is not from what I think it is because I don't have the experience of being unhoused like that. And so when I speak to people that have experienced these life, that people that have had these lived experiences, which I, which I do not have, that's where I get some of the, this is what we need to do. Because what I was, was wanting to say earlier was that I was doing something with the high sauce that they didn't even need because they needed to be clean off of drugs and alcohol, those two in particular. And until they were back clean off of drugs and alcohol, it didn't matter where they were living. It didn't matter what housing we put them in. So, yeah, we do need to deal with those, those mental health aspects. That's why I say that. Uh, and then with the food, I, that's, I get that from the community. Yeah, I'm a vegetarian, too. That's how I want to eat. But people tell me that we need a better grocery store, maybe not in DPA, but in Woodlake. They want a store where it is easily accessible. Now, and they don't want all the apartment buildings around them just because they're by the light rail. So, sir, I do, I, although I appreciate your, your comment because it is good, Lisa, and I do like you. But I'm basing information on what the people have told me because I've been out there. I knocked on like 3,500 doors, and I've been out there talking to the people like, what do you need? What do you want? So, so that the politicians, as you say, it doesn't get in there in politics because it's what the people want. That's all. The politician is just a representative of the community. And so what I'm saying, I'm representing the community. How do I get a grocery store here? Honestly, I have no idea. I looked at Sprouts. I know they need a 4,000-square-foot footprint. They want to be in an area where the business is already thriving. Do we have that in, in um, District 2? Not right now, but that's something that we can look into. I talked with a guy that was that scoped out the property for Albertson. I took a, I took a um, meeting. Jeff, like, Jeff, Carlin, Jeff Carlin says she's right about that. I have to agree with her. Until you deal with the mental health issue, it doesn't matter where you put them. And keep in mind, some people are not capable of living by themselves and on their own in a self-sufficient environment. WHCL Urban Radio oh, said, what is Reese's solution? Uh, and I'm Reese. so glad someone asked. Let me start, and I'll answer that question after I make this claim. Jeff, Carl and I understand that there's a mental health issue in this country, but unfortunately, there's a mental health issue in everything. In fact, PTSD is being used uh, as, as a scapegoat for every ailment in the world. So there's a bit of, Penelope, on your part, presumption of mental health issues on these 9,000 homeless people, and the presumption is always the killer. So when we assume people die, secondly, I'll answer the question. What's my, what's my solution? It's real simple. Solutions that work means tested solutions. You see, if having a green grocer in the hood or in these dilapidated communities were effective, everyone would be doing it. But every time they do, guess what happens? It gets closed down. There's a new, uh, what's name, a, a new municipality in uh, Michigan that's about to do a green grocer in a community and guess what, their, guess what their mission statement is? It's not here to make money. It's here to get the community to, to, eat, to feed themselves healthier options. Well, what do you think happens 
when nobody can afford to buy the food that's in there. The building's rent has to be paid. And if it's not being paid for by charitable contributions, the building ends up being closed down because no one made money. So everyone's asking for charitable giving and everybody's asking for these pipe dreams. But again, every solution to a problem must be means tested. We can think all day that these will work, but tell me a plan that works and let's do that, not these pipe dreams. There's a, the, the Sacramento police budget is $228 million. We just, for the year, we just spent more money. Hello? We just spent You're there, more somebody money. was just making noise. Go ahead. Okay, for this, for this tactical equipment, which has been reportedly used on incidences concerning black and brown, brown people. Money can be redirected. If we're spending money on sources that prevent crime or that prevent um, heart attacks, that speak more to people's clean living and health, then we won't have to spend so much money on other things. So I think looking at the budget, looking at the general fund where money is directed. I spoke with Jay Johnson, who I said somebody's name, that has a, a cannabis delivery service in Del Paso Heights. And a portion of their taxes should be directed to this community. But instead of those taxes being used in this community, they've been now redirected to the general fund. And so now the Penelope, it sounds like you're telling me it sounds like you're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic when you say things like that. I just said to you, and I'm expressing to you again, that unless it's move tested, let's not do it. Taking money from one program to waste it on another, if they're wasting it in the police department, right, let's not take that money and then waste it somewhere else and then call that change. It's still a waste of money. I explained that to my wife. Oh, hold on, hear me out. I tell this to my wife all the time, and I want to, and, and, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't manage your own wallet like this. I tell my wife when we go to Target all the time. She goes, "Ooh, can we have this? It's always something that we don't need." And I'll go, "No, we can't buy this." She goes, "But it's twenty percent off, so I'm saving you money." I said, "We're not saving money if we're spending it. That's not the definition of saving money. It's called a sleight of hand. What you're talking about is a sleight of hand." So you, you demonize the police department by saying, I'm going to take that money, and they waste it somewhere else. Don't, don't demonize Why the police department to justify Ray, a boondoggle. Um, Ray, Ray, uh, I, I have two comments. Sir, sir, hold on. Um, 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 sir Fisherlock said Reese was asked what would he do. He didn't answer the question. Only stated I conditions did. that work. He obviously doesn't know what those actually are. Now, hold on. And then Professor Keone said, King, I understand that Reese is not familiar with the District 2, so I'll give him a pass. Penelope said she would consider building a healthier food store in Woodlake. So Woodlake, Reese, is a high-end high area of D2. But my right. question to Penelope Larry would be, where in Woodlake would you build a store? Because Woodlake is such a, a, a congested community 
there's nowhere, there's, I don't see anywhere a new store would build. Where would a, a new store build for Woodlake? There is a field that is, um, let me see, where is on? Who, who owns it? But Lock, Lock I mean, Ray? Who owns it? What, what's the, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't what's know the who zone, owns it. What's the zoning? I mean, we got, who I, owns I it? What's I the zoning for? I don't know. We'd have to look. I mean, I'd have to look. I'd have okay. to find out. I'm just saying there, just there like is land cool. there. Can can it be built on the land? I don't know. I don't know. But it is it is not just the people in Woodlake that was asking about uh, healthier food options. A couple people asked about it that live in Del Paso Heights too. Not African American people, or not even people of color, but uh, you know, white people ask me that that they want. But no, let me just let me address something real quick. That the, somebody just asked earlier about. I they asked me what would I do, and I said things that work. That's because as a politician, if I were put in one, I don't presume what the solution is. That's why I simply said. We are going to, if it were my case, I would find things that work, things that have been means tested, get the data, look at the environment, learn from that environment, and then do the things that work, not do the things that I believe would work because I want to see them. Again, that's the, that's the definition of tyranny. I looked at a problem and I said, oh, I think this should be fixed. And let's just do whatever it takes to get that fixed. But it doesn't work. Nobody says, I'm sorry, I apologize for wasting your money. They just go on to wasting more of it. So we're going to do Hold one second, Reese. Hold one second, Reese. Hold one second. Put out to one second. Uh, because Professor Keone said King off of Royal Oaks in 160. So, Professor Keone, um, number one, you have to find out what it is zoned for. Just because the property sits there, doesn't mean that it's zoned for that. Sometimes exactly. the property now. It's, sometimes the properties have to go through a CEQA uh, uh, examination that um, that uh, is required before you can build. The reason why it costs so much money to build in this in this state is because of CEQA. And, yeah. um, and the the equal laws, you can get a variance, but you have to get one. You have to be able to, and you have to get, you, you have to get a, um, exempt from CEQA. Those are things that yeah. well, we don't know what it is. So when people just start yeah. calling out things like we can use the property over here, we can do this, we can do that. That property is off of 160. I, um, as much development that's happened in that area, and there's development over in 160 right now, not ever have I seen development ever on that piece of property. That has to be a reason why. Yeah. Maybe that property Can is private. Can I give an example? Can I give an example, JK? I, mm-hmm. Right now we're in the process of renting a property here in Texas that we just found. The first place we found was not a C3. We must find a C3. But I went down to the zoning mm-hmm. place the day before yesterday. Oh, no, yes, when, the, when LaToya uh, London was on the show. I was at the zoning place. Mm-hmm. They told me that in order to get the place changed to a zoning that I wanted, I had to pay them $16,000 for it to be reviewed 
for almost six mm-hmm. months, and then they could come back and tell me no and still keep my sixteen thousand dollars. Um, Larry Craig says, Larry Craig says, there's not enough people in Woodlake to support a grocery store. People of color are also wanting a major grocery store. It's not just white. It's not just white population, as she stated. I don't think she was stating that it was just, I don't think that's what she stated, Larry. I think what she said was that a few white residents in the area actually um, said that to her. Of course, we want a grocery store, a major grocery store in the community. But if we're going to be honest, and this is where I I push back on uh, Penelope Larry and any um, candidate who talks about how loving and how wonderful our community is and talk about the greatness of the community, this is where, you know, my bullshitter alert come out. Um, Warning! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Bullshitter alert! Warning! Uh, because we um, we are destructive to ourselves and our community, and it's why our community is able to be destructed by the city. And by, and, and by other agencies in and of the city because we are so destructive to ourselves that it's easy for other people to be destructive towards us. And we have to have that. And I got to tell you, um, we, need a, we need a representative in office that's going to say that to us. We need a representative in office that's going to talk about how dangerous it is for us to interface with uh, some of the elements of the homeless community if we're not of it and how um, harmful it is to our community. Until we have real elected officials, people who want to be elected officials, having real conversations with us, saying real stuff to us, Um, we're not going to we're not going to participate. And I got to tell you, um, ha, um, 13, 14 percent is what Del Paso Heights and Strawberry Manor and the Flat Top. That's what they vote at. That's the percentage that they vote at. What are you going to do to engage those communities um, to vote? Do you think because right now they're saying that those communities will be dismal? and their output of voters. Are you going in those communities? Do you believe that those communities will be dismal in the output? And if you are going in those communities where there's not going to be a real uh, voter turnout, um, do you think it's a waste of time? I don't think... Good morning, I don't think garnering anybody's vote is a waste of time because sometimes people just don't understand the democracy. And so, yes, I'm, I'm going into all the communities. This week and next week, I'm going into the Latino community because I've had my flyers translated into, into Spanish. But um, I am for people voting. The black community, the African-American community in this district is 
this last election. I didn't say, I didn't say black. I said Del Paso Heights and Strawberry Manor. Strawberry Manor is no longer majority black, but they vote at such a low clip. It's in the teens. Do you think it's Do you think it's prudent to be in the, in those communities? And if so, what are you going to do to engage those people to the degree that they break rank with what they normally do, which is not vote, and start coming to the poll because of you? What are you going to do? What what have you did to, done to engage those folks? I think it's prudent that we go into that um, into that area. I have attended the Strawberry Manor Neighborhood Association meeting. I have attended the Del Paso Heights Community Association meeting, and they are pro, and I've gone to the meeting, but they are backing Veronica Smith. Uh, the presidents of these associations, you look at their Facebook page, that's what they're doing. You go to the meetings, and they're, they're pro Veronica Smith, but I still, go, I still go into these areas, and so... Everybody's not going to be for me, but I, I go in there. I, I attend the meetings and I say my piece and but they are not they are not for me. Mm-hmm. And so what would I do to get their vote? I just I go to the meetings. I go to the door. Mm-hmm. I still go into the neighborhood to say who I am because one thing about this, this race, I believe it's gonna be very close. Because mm-hmm. because there's so many people in the race. And so this race may just be won by a few votes or a few hundred votes because there's so many people. So I think every vote for this race is going to count. I've been knocking on people's doors, making sure that they know my name. And if they're not there, I leave a flyer or they have their ring. I leave a a voicemail on the ring to let them know I'm here that not only do I, well, you know, I'm a humanitarian, so like somebody said, I'm going to make sure people know who I am because people don't know who's out here that's running. And some people don't even know that there's a race in March. They think the race is in November. And so letting the community know that also. No, there's a race in March. Somebody is going to represent you or two people will have a runoff to represent you, whether you vote or not. Somebody's going to be representing you, and it would be better if you had a, a voice in the vote. That's what I let people know. You got five, So we have about five minutes left, and then, and then we're going to discuss our discussion about uh, um, the discussion that we have with you, we'll discuss it. I don't know if you saw last week we had when we had um, uh, Steve Walton on. Yeah, we asked him the same thing about five questions. Then we discussed him. You can you can stick around and listen, or you can go. But but we're going to discuss the whole conversation um, in earnest. Um, uh, Jana Marie says she reminds me of my mother with a bunch of hearts. Um, hey, Ms. Trackman. So um, three minutes, in three minutes, what's your pitch to, uh, to potential voters? There are people that listen to us that are in your district, in District 2. What would you say to them? What would be your three-minute elevator pitch? Your possible D2. Vote. Okay, D2, I love you. I'm in this race because of my love for the community. I moved from D1 in order to run in this race. I am one of them, but I have been a part of the fabric of this community for over 20 years. 
the last seven as a leader at the Potter's House, and I have made it my business to introduce myself to the leaders in this community so that I could be a part of what's going on here way prior to running in this race was not a dream of mine or goal at all. But I saw something one day in June of 2023. I saw the Roberts Family Development Center bring over about 200 to 300 young African-American children to play in the water over at the Natomas Aquatic Center. And it did something to me. I, I, I felt something I had never felt before. And I was like, what? It was three chartered buses, three school buses, and why is something like this not in District 2? Why do we have to bring our kids over from where we live to come over here one time when this thing is open all summer? I I wasn't quite angered, but I was very annoyed. But what am I going to do? So what? So I'm annoyed. But then I started thinking about what could I do? I went in prayer. I am a, I'm a religious woman. I am a I'm a woman of God first. I'll say that. Whatever happens here, I'm a woman of God. And I went to the Lord, like, what to do? And it came to me. It wasn't audible. It was just like city council. And I'm like, you know what? Let me take it to my husband because if he's going to throw salt on us because I'm not doing anything, we are team one. We are on together on everything. Let me take it to him because if he's not on it, then, then I didn't hear from God like that. So I go to him. I said, I think I just heard that I should run for city council. And he said, let's do it. What? This was going to be my naysayer. This was going to be the guy that was going to shut it down, and I wasn't going to move forward. But when he said, let's do it, then I was like, I have no idea how to run for city council. But I went to, I looked at the website, which is there's a very low barrier to entry to run. So when people say, oh, we need somebody, oh, no, let me just talk about me. So the, the barrier to run is low. Well, I can cross that threshold. So then I went about to crossing that threshold so that I can get in here and just do something about the community that I say I love, quote, unquote, love. So what are you going to do? So then I put my hat in the ring, and then I went about calling community leaders to let them know, oh, I'm going to run in the race. They had never heard this from me before. I've been helping people in this community for over seven years. I've never said anything to them on, on any line about politics, and I, but I went out of respect. I'm going to run for city council. Did I get a lot of good feedback? No. It was, were they surprised? Yes, as, as I were. But out of respect to them and for the work that they do, I let them know this is what I'm doing. So when you hear it out there, you haven't heard it on the grapevine. You heard it directly from me. I did that. And so with that, so, so and I, was, I got in the race to run against the incumbent. That's how bad I think I am. I've come to this table as an entrepreneur. And so I've been in business for myself pretty much for the last 30 years but with a small stint of teaching at the university level. I taught in China for two years. I taught at uh, San Diego State for another two. I taught at Sac State also for two years. So I, I, I bring that experience of working with eclectic groups also. Um, I have a, a, a bachelor's degree in marketing, a master's degree in, in um, oh, I mean, MBA with the emphasis in strategic leadership. I've been taught how to strategically bring leaders together. And so that's what I bring to the table. But prior, but, but just recently, last year, I did all that without my high school diploma. And then when I was on Jay King's show uh, last year, he challenged me on his show. Now, we were talking, mind you, we weren't on the show. I told him, I just revealed to him, I don't have my high school diploma, 
and, and off air. Then when we get back on air, he challenges me to get my high school diploma. I took that challenge because I take challenges. I don't back away from them. If it's time for me to step up, I step up. It's not about what I want to do. It's about what I have to do. I have to do something to go to go stronger in this community. And so I, I found out, how do you get the high school diploma? I had no idea because I had my GED, but I had no thought about getting the, the high school diploma. I found out how to do it, and I did it because that's what I do. I make things happen. I am result-oriented. I hate to lose stuff. So, and not only did I get my high school diploma, but because people were so intrigued with my story, I was one of two keynote speakers because any time I come to the table, I'm going to be recognized. That's why I'm getting traction here with no political experience. I make myself known. I'm out there. I'm knocking on doors. I'm going to meetings. I call to this meeting so that I could be heard. I was going to say seen and heard. I feel I am 60 years old. I look 45 because I eat well. I'm in my prime. I have placed my, my children are doing well. I feel like this is a good, my husband is behind me. This is a good time for me to do something for the community where I am not distracted by other things. My, I, I, I spent time while I've been in the community. 30 seconds. My, 30 seconds. How many? I spent time raising my children. I gave you five minutes. I gave you three minutes. You've used five. I thank you for your time. Thank you, JT Network Show. Thank you, Reese, Professor Keone, and Reverend Ali. Thank you. Is Cynthia Smirk on the line? I did want to say that I love yesterday when she said the soulmate is really the soul brother. Okay, I took that to the bank. All right, thank you so much. My name is Penelope Larry. If you want to find out something about me, you can reach me on my website. It is my name, PenelopeLarry.com. I'll spell it for you, P-E-N-E-L-O-P-E-L-A-R-R-Y.com. Thank you. All right, you guys. So I thought we are going to unpack some of this stuff. The, um, the same way we did um, with uh, with Steve um, Walton. Um, I don't know if you remember. You know, I think uh, um, I think um, Reese said he was surprised because I think he thought I was going to give Steve a free pass and I wasn't going to be critical of him. He thought I was just going to, you know, say rah rah rah, Steve, Steve, Steve. Is that why you said you were surprised? Um, um, is that why you said you were surprised me? No, I, I actually criticized you because I didn't know I didn't know that you were supporting it. But that's trust me, that's that's irrelevant. Can I say something real quick? And I and I'm going to be quiet because I'm going to be on WBEN in Buffalo today, and I've got to prepare for that yeah. at two, for two o'clock. I just want to say Absolutely. this about black politicians, and I've seen this over and over again. And this is very important as black people who wish to support people who get in the game because I believe that. It is true that in order for things to change in the black community, they have to be involved in politics. That's one of the places where Jay King and I vehemently agree, agree, right? We clearly agree that in order to be a part of the process, you have to be a part of the process. And so I am very uh, supportive of black politicians getting into the game, be they Democrat or Republican. There is one problem that always strikes me. 
And that is when they get into the business of mm-hmm. telling people what they need as politicians. They they don't understand well, the difference well, between well, governance. I don't think well, I don't think that I don't think they're telling people what they need. I think every politician, black, white, red, green, green doesn't matter. Oh, no, 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 the no, same no. Way I, I know, I know. Donald Trump tells people what they need. I'm the king. Everyone knows I never lie. I'm bringing this up and I am, listen to me, I am truthfully and honestly singling her out because she is black and I'm talking about how black politicians can do better. And, and I'm saying that, that you, that when you do that, when you do that, you're not being earnest. Because all politicians. Well, I don't. I don't do want to talk about white politicians. I give two shits about them. I'm talking. I'm talking about black politicians. And in, in my opinion, I, I'm, I understand um, that you don't like me talking said, about it. Sir Fisherlight asked. Hold on. First, Sir Fisherlight asked me a question. Said, "Jay, can she win?" Honestly, from me, no, no, she can't. Um, good morning, Kevin. Um, her message all is I big want- enough. Hold on one second, Reese. I'm, I'm answering Sir Fisherlot, and then I'm gonna let you do your apologies. Um, Sir Fisherlot, her her message isn't big enough, um, and um, she uh, she's more emotional and heart driven than critical and pragmatic. To be in these types of races. To be in a political race, like it or not, you have to be a politician. So when these people say, well, I'm not a politician, yes, you are. When you get in this race, you are a politician. And if you're not a politician, you will be beaten by a politician because a politician understands the business of politics and how to move. The needle. She, um, it, her heart's in the right place. But, and this is why I say that, um, you know, this is experience. Lack of experience will kill our community. That's what's happened to us. We've had, we, our last city council person did not, he lacked experience. And he had his own personal issues, his own personal demons that were put on display and bit him in the nutsack. And that's why he's no longer there. You know, um, to do, to be a great politician, to, to, we told her she had three minutes. She went over five minutes and she was still going. Great politicians understand time. They understand messaging. They understand how to get their points across. You know, I asked her what was her top, her top five things. She said, blight, number one, attract business to DPH, number two, mental health, number three, collaborating with the, the leaders in the community, number four, and a grocery store, number five. And to be frank and honest with you, um, those are just not sexy or attractive conversations, and you have to figure out how to do that. And that means that you've got to have a big view, a big, view, a, big, a big picture view. That means that you have to know the average income in the community, which is a little more than $28,000. That's the average median income in North Sacramento, $28,000.
So you're not going to attract business until you figure out a way to make it attractive and find dollars, which means that you have to learn how to work the state and the federal government through through your local, your representation. You have to learn how to interface with the city manager and get and have a better relationship. Uh, you know, we have a mayor that is a bleeding heart for the homelessness. You got to stop the bleeding at home, where where all the homelessness is coming to um, your community. And you have to be bold enough to say to the mayor, if you're going to put homeless in my community, as many parks as there are in Greenhaven, maybe you need to use one of those parks for homelessness as well. Um, you have to be you have to be tough. And um, and and that part I don't worry about. I, I know that um, uh, Pastor Pia is a tough. She's a tough lady. She's a sharp lady. She's smart. Th- that's not the issue. The issue is experience, and she doesn't have the experience to navigate. And I would say this to anybody running for office, especially um, of black people. Before you get in the game, study it. Not not for some months. I mean, really understand, learn the issues, go to the city council meetings, read. First of all, city council, and, and, and um, so people say, why wouldn't I run? Jay, why don't you run? You know, and do I think I can win Del Paso Heights? You know, your ego tell you you can win. I know everybody, but knowing everybody is good and bad shit. You know, it's some people that like me, some people that don't. You know, and, and I'm not easy to deal with. I'm going to call a motherfucker the, the kind of motherfucker he is. If you're a lazy motherfucker, I'm going to call you that. If you're a hard-working motherfucker, I'm going to call you that. If you're dangerous to the community, I'm going to call you that. I'm not going to get in front of people and say how beautiful and wonderful the community is. The, the community used to be beautiful and wonderful. This is a dangerous motherfucker. How do I know? I don't live in it. Now, have my brother not moved back to my mom's house. Me and my sister Dion cohabitated fine. I enjoyed being around my sister and my niece and seeing my family all the time. And I probably wouldn't have bought another house in Sacramento. But when my brother moved in, my brother drinks. And my brother drinks, he starts pontificating outside late at night right by my room. And I can't go to sleep. And I got to get up in the morning and do whatever I do, do the work I do. So I had to move. But I would love to live in Del Paso Heights. But I can't just live anywhere in Del Paso Heights. I can live on my block because I've been on that block forever. And that's my block. So when I started looking around Del Paso Heights and looking, find, trying to find a place to live, I got a little girl. At the time, my daughter was 15. She's 20 years old, about to be 21. So this is six years ago that I'm looking for a house. And so now I'm out, when I get off my block, I don't know everybody like I used to. Now I might have to kill a motherfucker about my baby. I got to keep her safe. That's why I'm in Greenhaven. Good morning, Stacey Nicole. Good morning, John Alcantara, my brother from another mother. So all I'm saying is, you know, I want politicians, I want my representative to not even talk to me about being a politician. How are you going to represent me? How tough are you going to be? What, what, what are you going to do to change the fact 
that motherfuckers parked their motherfucking cars on the grass and fucked the grass up. The community looked fucked up. And I and I honestly believe if if you talk um um no Andre would never Andre no Michael Nana Jordan Andre did not my brother don't fight me he ain't trying to fight me so I don't know why you bring that dumb shit up like that now you gonna make me cuss your punk ass out Michael Nana Jordan don't do that shit nigga. Anyway, um, so um, I think, but I, what I would like is for Pastor P to work with Steve get some, um, to get some experience under her belt. I think, do I think she could be a city council person? Absolutely. Did one day? Could she? Yeah. But I think Steve Walton, because I don't think Steve Walton will stay there more than four to eight years. Uh, uh, no, you can't, Mike. Not in the middle of this, you can't. Not when, I'm, not when you see me having this kind of conversation. That ain't when you do that. You do that, you do that when we funding and everything. Not when we having a real conversation. Don't fuck around with me when we having a real conversation. I ain't like that. So, um, I know, but not right now. Don't play with me right now. You see what kind of conversation we having. This, this woman, and I agree with you, John. She has a lot of gumption, and I appreciate. I appreciate the fact that Pastor P stepped out because Steve, Steve, um, Steve um, Walton wasn't running, and you know. Uh, but even and even then, my concern. For Pastor P would have been experience, and 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 I probably would have been had had um, Stephen not run, I probably would have worked with Pastor P, out and um, and Kim to get their messaging in order, because I, listen, I worked in politics. I worked. I worked for a mayor. I worked for uh, for a state senator. I understand this game. I, I I know how this thing. I know the rhythm of this game. There's a rhythm to this. There's a lot of people in the race. Anytime there's more than three people in a race, it's not going to reach fifty percent. So we don't have to worry about that. The top two vote getters are going to um, are going to win are going to go to the, and then they're going to go to the general. And um, Roger Dickerson has the most money. He's going to be, he's got the most name recognition. So he's definitely going to be there. Um, and that, and then it, it's, it's really, when you look at, so candidates need money. And, even though Stephen got in the race late, he's got as much money as Roger Dickinson, which means that he has a lot of support financially, which bodes well, good morning, Lee Patton, for, for a candidate. Uh, Veronica Smith, ironically, has the support 
of two of the least likely organizations to get votes out. So, and that's why I asked, you know, uh, Penelope, if it was prudent, if it was prudent for her to be in districts where the voter turnout is low, if maybe she shouldn't um, really go into areas where she can, um, and, and you, you know, where she can impact, unless she was doing something and saying something really impactful in those communities. And i got to be honest with you guys. Even Steve, even with Steve, they're not hard enough. You, you got to be, if you're going to go into Del Paso Heights, Strawberry Manors, uh, uh, the flat top, you want to you wanna ignite those people? You got to be hard. You got to be willing to tell them, hey, man, it's dangerous in the motherfucker out here. I'm trying to take some of the danger off these streets. And I don't want to do it with police brutality. That's why I got a relationship with law enforcement. See, if I was running, I would talk about the things that I that I do, the, the, the way you – because you got to position yourself in the city with people that don't look like you. And you got to be willing to say shit that people – that's going to make people madder than a motherfucker and not like you because then they're going to go to sleep at night. And they're going to wake up and they're going to say, man, fuck J. King. That motherfucker, he always talks shit. But he was telling the truth, some bitch. I might vote for the motherfucker because the mother, he, he will do something. He don't give a fuck about, about what he say to you. So at least I know he ain't afraid. And then people will start to say, you know, well, man, I wasn't even going to vote. But I'm going to vote for this motherfucker because if he don't do shit, I'm going to talk shit to him, all the shit he say to me. You've got to ignite the people. And I don't, I, I, I don't know the candidate yet that's going to ignite those people in those communities. But, th- but I'm going to tell you something. Those people in those communities are the key to the victory. But somebody's got to be the igniter. And nobody's ignited the community. I know. I know because when I drive through the motherfucker, I could, I would be able to see it. I'd be able to feel it. But the best shot we got is um, is Steve Walton. The best shot for me is that Steve Walton wins, and Kim Davy and Penelope Perry, um, Penelope Larry, go to work for Steve. And then when Steve, um. When he step out, he step out preparing one of them. And then when that person steps out, they step out preparing the next one of them. So instead of us, so Steve does four years or eight years, and then Penelope Larry steps in, and she does four or eight years. And then Kim Davies steps in, and she does four or eight years. And they just pass it, pass the torch, not to color, the thought process. And that's where we have to get different. That's where black folk got to get different. We can't be the same racism that we hate. 
We can't be the same prejudice that we despise. We can't be the same bigotry and bias that we say exists about us. So we, we got to be smart enough to say, if we're going to change the community, and if we're going to change the community thought process, then we need candidates that are going to be fearless and honest when it comes to the community. And that's going to understand that, that you know, that the, the community is all-encompassing. There's over 60,000 people in, in D2. It is the most diverse community in the state. District 2 is the most diverse community in the state of California, in Sacramento, California. So um, I just think that her her platform, what she's talking about, the things that the, the light cleanup, um, attracting business, attract business, what do you mean? It's just too general. Mental health, you know, everybody's talking about mental health. What do you mean? You know, you gotta, you got to drill down on these things. You know, um, you know um, collaborating with the leadership. Some of the leadership sucks. So I don't want to collaborate. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. If I was city, if I was city, city council, some of you motherfuckers, no, I'm not collaborating with you, nothing ass niggas. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't doing shit. If you want to do something, if you think how I think, I'm going to collaborate with you. If you don't think how I think, if you ain't willing to put on a big brain, don't come fucking with me. I, I'm the motherfucker that was elected. I got more votes than everybody. You know, I, you, got, you get to see who you're going to deal with right now, right here. So when people say, J. King, man, I really wish you would run. I mean, you, you know, I, I think you would. You motherfuckers don't want me. Y'all don't want nothing I got. Because cause you ain't ready for it. You ain't ready for the shit. Because my shit calls you to the carpet. You, I'm going to tell you, I'm the motherfucker that's going to be knocking on your door after the election. Who is it? It's, it's Jay. Oh, oh, what's up, dog? What's up, Larry? Hey, nigga, didn't you say that you was going to help me? Yeah, man, I voted for you, motherfucker. That ain't helping me. Nigga, now you got me a motherfucking office. You ain't you ain't helping. You, I need you to uh, organize some cleanup shit. We, we got to do a clean the block up. So tell me who you going to get. I, want, I need 10 motherfuckers that, that, that from, from 10 different blocks. <laughs> I'm going to put you to work. You going to be saying motherfucker, Jake? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's because, hey, who is it? It's Jay. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up, Dale? Hey, Dale, you my big bro, man. You said you was going to help. Yeah, Jay, man, you know, men. Man, Leisha, you know, we got to go take it. Now, no, no, Dale, Leisha got to do that. You got to help. We need candidates. We need representation. That's going to be that forceful. That's going to be that tough. That's going to be that hard. Because if you ain't hard, if you're not hard enough 
to stand up in Del Paso Heights, they're going to knock your ass down. They ain't fucking around with you. You're going to be just like everybody else with us. And then, mm-hmm. and then you're going to find, you know, if you're going to find one of them motherfuckers, you know, he, yeah, they get him motherfucking come right now. Yeah. What up, though? Hey, you know, I'm your city council. But I, man, we know who the fuck you is. What, what's up? All that shit you was talking, all the shit you want to do. Y'all ain't done shit. And you got to be willing to eyeball to eyeball that dude and call it out. Hey, man, we don't want homeless in our community. No disrespect to the homeless. I love, I, I, you know, I, I, I have people in my family that's homeless. But I, but you can't bottle you you can't weigh my community down with homeless people. You can't weigh my community down with affordable housing. When you weigh my community down with affordable housing, you make me a homeowner in the community. You make the value of my property go down. You become as responsible as anybody else for seeing to it that the community will always be poor. They yeah, look right. upon as poor. Uh, a monkey said, I have a better question. Does Del Paso Heights want to become better? It might come with the cost, meaning the cost of living to go up. Hey, um, if the cost That's of living, living went up, um, monkey, and, the, um, and along with the cost of living, the value of housing goes up, it, then that means that the, the, the median income goes up. Does Del Paso, so to answer your question, does Del Paso Heights want to become better? That's not a question I can ask, a- answer. And I don't know if any candidate has asked that question. But let me say this to you, Monkey. Del Paso Heights ain't the only community in District 2. It's one of a dozen or so communities that make up District 2. So... Um, so that, that's the way that Tootsie rolls. And, and i got to be honest with you guys. When we say then comes gentrification, then comes a multicultural community. And this is where I get, this is where I, I get off the, the ship with black folk. We don't live in a segregated society anymore. We're integrated. We're an integrated society. Black Wall Street happened in the early 1900s because we were segregated. Our dollar circulated in our community up to 100 times because we were segregated. We're no longer segregated. Let's stop talking about Black Wall Street and start talking about Green Wall Street. We have the same old conversations, the same old way, with the same old diatribes. We don't change nothing about our shit. And then we wonder why people don't treat us different. We don't treat us different. We don't have a different conversation. I don't want to be a, a, a black business. I want to be a good business who happens to be owned by a black man. But I want people to first see me as a good businessman, a smart businessman, a fair businessman. 
a businessman who, who makes outstanding products. I want people to say, man, that guy, Jay King, when he does something, it's always top-notch. He's a great businessman. Jay King, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I just got to say to you, Mike, I got to say this to you, brother, right now. I got to pull out the Kleenex. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't sound better, my friend. You couldn't sound better. Please go on. Please please tell these motherfuckers to stop hustling backwards. God bless you. That's, that's right. God bless you, man. I'm going to vote for you for the NAACP president, J. King. You couldn't be more more apt. It was six years ago on this show when I got a whole bunch of screaming. A lot of people who are here now weren't here back in six years ago when I asked this question. I went to a black barbershop that I used to go to, Pro Style, and no longer in business, I might add. And I, in the barbershop, I used to hold court, and I said, who here, if you had a choice, to be the first black or the best ever in your field, which would you choose? And eight out of ten chose first black instead of the best. And to hear Jay King, and not that Jay King, I don't remember how Jay King ever answered that question. I'm presuming hearing now it was the best. But I couldn't believe that because back in six years ago, that was the most important thing. And that's not the most important thing. It's the least interesting yeah. thing about you. You want to be the best ever. Absolutely. Well, where, had, where has the best been all this time? Where, where are they at? Because well, we don't do meritocracy. I'm going to tell you where the best are. You want to know where the best have been? They, they've yeah. flourished. They've, they've, been, they've been outstanding. They've been the outstanding people. They're the people that you don't hear about because they just do the work. And, 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 right, they, they do and the so work. Go, Did they pass it down, down, though? And, um, absolutely. That's why they're kids and their grandkids and their great-grandkids. That's why they did well. Come on, boom, Chuck. You go, if you go through any era, you're going to see black men and women that did well, that did, that did great. If you go in Ocoee, Florida, in 1920, the wealthiest men in the district, in, the, in, in all of Ocoee, are black. It's three of them. But two of them are so powerful that before white men can even get blacks to work in their businesses, they have to go to Mosey Norman or Julius Perry to get their permission for black folk to work for them because they carry so much weight and so much respect. But the systemic racism, bigotries, prejudices, and biases of America existed then as they do today, not to the same degree, but they still existed as they still exist today. And those men were murdered because I don't know if you guys know this, but from 1906 to 1920, you can't vote. And when you are able to vote again, they bring in poll tax. And most black people didn't have enough money to pay for the poll tax. Julius Perry and Mosey Norman paid for the poll tax for every eligible black voter in Ocoee, Florida. 
and the white men of the region, the same white men that came to these black men to get their workers, they, um, when it came down to voting, they said, now you, you niggas, gone, gone now. I want you know you. I want you niggas trying to vote. Mess nothing up around here. We got a good. We got a good thing going around here. And Mosey Norman and Julius Perry were proud, proud men. The day before the Ku Klux Klan marched through the town, and the Ku Klux Klan was showing their might about not voting. Julius Perry and Mosey Norman, when they got turned down from going to vote, they went to the judge. The judge gave them a note, told them to hand it to, to them and say, tell them that, that they're violating the law. They went and gave the note to the judge. Um, uh, the, the note that the judge gave them, they gave them to the white men. The white men took the note and tore it up. They get your nigger asses from around here, boy. Get your nigger asses from around here. Don't cause no trouble. We got a way of life around here that we all been living. Get your asses away from here. When Julius Perry and Mosey Norman came back, they came back on with a uh, 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 Mosey had a had a weapon with him. He had a rifle with him. They got into an altercation, and they, they were treated back to Julius's house. When they got to Julius's house, now Julius was a World War I sharpshooter. And around his house, he had stations in case, in case he get, shit got out of line. The only people at his house was he, his wife, and his daughter, because Mosey Norman kept moving. When the white men got to Julius's house, they wanted Mosey Norman. He said, he ain't here. They said, send him out, boy. Send that boy out. Send the boy with the gun out. And man, get away from my house. Don't don't try to enter my house. It's about twenty five white men. It's just it's just Julius Perry. Don't believe me. Don't listen to me. Go Google the story. O C um O O E. O C O O E. I mean O C O E E. Ocoee, O-C-O-E-E, Ocoee, Florida, massacre. So, so they, they, um, they try to come through the house. They start shooting into the house. He's shooting back. Now, he's got different stations set up, so his wife is, as he leaves one station, his wife is getting that, that gun together, he go to another. They try to come through the back of his door. Three white men try to come through his back door, get their ass lit up. Pow, pow, pow. Two of them die. One of them get away. He get away. He say, there's 25 men in the house. There's 25 of them outside. He got 25 men in the house. They stop shooting for a minute. They go, they send for 50 more. Now, people say as many as 100 men outside his house shooting into his house. But they can't make it in because he's a sharp, sharp shot. It gets to be too much. He and his wife, 
they run back to, the, to, to their uh, uh, corn stalks because they own more property than anybody there. So he's growing everything, corn, apples, oranges. They're growing everything. The, the blacks live in the, 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 on the west side and on the north side. The whites live downtown. His daughter's pregnant. She runs to the barn outside the house, and she's hiding in the barn. They set the barn on fire. She come running out the barn down the street. They shoot at her. Don't know if they shoot her, but they shoot at her. He and his wife are running through the cornfields, hiding. They're, they're, they're looking for him. They chase him. They find him. They shoot him. They tar him and they feather him. They beat him. Then they kill him. And then they hang his mutilated body outside the house of the judge that told him they could vote on that day. And then they terrorized the whole city. They terrorized the city. They kill people. They run them out their house. um, All of the, everything they owned, the churches, everything, their money, everything gone overnight, 1921. Black people don't move back to Okoye, Florida until 1981, 60 years later. All of their wealth, everything they built, gone. So when we talk about debt, that's part of the debt that's owed, not because of white people, but because of the government that allowed such a crime to take place. And if you look in every state in the Union of the United States, what you will find out is these stories exist in every one of them. That's what makes it systemic. That's how you know it's part of the system. I don't say that to you for you to feel sorry for me or for you to feel sorry for yourself. I say that for you to understand who you are, why it's important for you to vote, why it's important for you to be uh, to be in the process, why it's important for you to love your community and hold yourself accountable for the safety and the beauty and the value of your community. So when motherfuckers say they want me running for office, you motherfuckers don't want me. Because I'm going to hold you motherfuckers accountable. I know who I am. I know where I come from. I know the value of the skin I'm in. And I respect it. My name is Jay King with Lynn Tolliver, Johnny Graham Cracker Davis, Yusef Kente, Brother Reverend Ali, Simi Braxton, Reese on the radio, uh, Big Fred, uh, uh, Snitchy Smurf, uh, uh, Chocolate Peach, Mary Hopkins, uh, telling you to get busy living because you will have enough time dying. We'll see you guys tomorrow, same bad time, same bad channel. I'll be broadcasting from L.A., though, y'all. I'll be in L.A. tomorrow. Network, where black people come to 
I mean, right dang, just everybody got quiet. <laughs> Ain't nobody saying Thank nothing. I know. Hey. <laughs> no plankton, no cuddles. Wow. No right. Wow. Well, what can I tell you, sister? Since you and us right now, you look you and us. <laughs> you and I. Good Lord. Oh, good. Well, how's your day going? Uh, it's okay. I'm just coming back from the doctor. I had to get an injection in my left eye, so. Sorry. Um, and I was coming back home to relax, and I'm going to work from home this afternoon. Okay. Okay. Would so you have to get an injection in your left eye for? So I had the the diabetic bleeding in my eye, and they did the laser surgery on both eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, the laser has been work, working well in my right eye, but my left eye still has fresh bleeding. So they did the injection to put medication in, and then I go back and have another laser procedure on the left eye at the end of the month. Oof. Yeah. I'm a big old baby game. Oh yeah, so my uh my last A one C I just took this last not this past weekend but the weekend before, I'm at a five point eight now. So then you shouldn't be having diabetic retinopathy. Well, this is because before when my when it was out of control, because before I got it under control, I was at my A one C was at like (gasps) eleven. Oh my God! Yeah. Ooh, girl, you lucky yeah. to be alive. Right. So I got it. Now I have it under control with the help of medication, uh, changing my diet, and actually drinking okra water. So now I'm back under control. Like they're actually going to lower my insulin because now I'm having too many lows. They should be able to take you off if your A1C is under six. They should take you off of that. They should wean you off, but they should take you off of it. Right. So I, they got me back know. under, yeah, so right now I'm back under, um, what is it called, uh, maintenance control so that they can watch and monitor me. They're monitoring my blood. Because I, so I have a Dexcom G7 that takes my blood sugar every five minutes and it's just on my arm. So now they're monitoring it as well as me monitoring it to check it and they're going to be Getting me, making me lower, and then eventually being off. But I need to lose more weight. Oh, okay. But your weight has nothing to do with diabetes. Uh, according to them, it does. But I'm like, I'm not even that freaking. I'm like, I'm I'm smaller now than I was in high school. Whether weight has something to do with diabetes or not, when they tell you you have to lose weight, it's because it's because of what it happens. It has to do with what other parts of your body and how they react. So, yes, it does, and a lot of times the weight, the reason why you have to lose weight is because of what you're eating. So what you're, when you stop eating those things, it's going to stop, cause you to lose weight. So a lot of people eat, they have a lot of sugar and they have a lot of starches in their diet, mm-hmm. which, which affects um, diabetes, and that's why they say that, Mary. So, yeah, weight does have a lot to do with diabetes. When, if you're if you're heavy with diabetes, you have to lose weight because you have to stop eating the stuff that you were eating. No, I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't lose weight. I'm just saying that weight doesn't have 
your body is just not processing glucose. It's not processing it correctly for some reason. And the diabetes is just a symptom of, of what the real problem is. Mm. I don't know if you should be the one that's uh, teaching about weight loss or gain, nigga. You, you've been fucked off. Your motherfucking business. You've been fucked off with your big old ass, and now you trying to act like you Jane Fonda or somebody. We know you white, but you ain't Jane, motherfucker. Somebody cut this bitch's tongue out his fucking head, please, so he can never fucking speak again. I don't even know where he came from. <laughs> from the icky you can't shadows. Come from, you can't come from the shadows like, like cuddles do. I mean, like a lather does. <laughs> that motherfucker came from, well, let me not say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, since what you were saying about um, insulin resistance, right? It, does it have something to do with the, the pancreas is hindered? Yes. And it's all yeah. insulin, insulin is produced by the pancreas. And so my pancreas is, I, I, I believe my pancreas is, is the shit. Because, like, I've had pancreatitis twice, which is basically just an inflammation of the pancreas. But mine is because I'm allergic to sulfur drugs. The sulfur drugs will make your pancreas get inflamed. Ah. Wow, and I think that's also because I sat there. I, back in the day, I was taking uh, this diet pill that blocked your blocked the fat. It was called, I think it was Zenical, and I missed the. They had a class action suit against it, and I think that is what con- what contributed to my pancreas being a butthead and not wanting to act right anymore. Uh, okay, and that was. Um, well, sister, congratulations for working on your numbers and everything. And I'm so glad that you've done so because um, that is a high number that you, you were carrying there with you for a minute. Oh, yeah. You My mom at one point was at 14 once. And I'm like, I, I was fussing at her like, what the hell? It's all because she wasn't taking her medicine. She didn't want to. She wanted to eat what she wanted to eat. Like she knew she was, she basically was like, I'm going to die, so let me die happy. Yeah. She actually threatened me one No, she told my cousin that I slapped her once. And my cousin calls and she's like, what the hell is going on? I said, she's mad at me because I won't go get her a milkshake. So she's telling you that I beat her up so that you can come beat me up, which was supposed to put me in submission to go get her a milkshake. I'm not getting her a milkshake. She don't even know that milkshake. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, extreme. Very extreme. Was, that's also that was also when she was going through the beginning parts of her dementia. So, because she she at one point called me to tell me that I was in her living room pointing a gun at her, and I said, "Mom, how am I in my living? How am I in your living room pointing a gun at you and you're on the phone with me?" Listen, help her get him now. <laughs> And bring my. Damn it! I'm looking at you. I know damn well that's you, and these people <laughs> is in here too. And every time I come to the door, they out there, and I can't get that. And, and who left all these dishes in here? Oh, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Or the time when she said she called the middle of the night, called the police, 
and told them there was some African women outside doing a nasty dance. Mm-hmm. And it was actually these, she was looking at the um, oh. the figurines that she had on her table. Oh, at, least she, at least she had something to justify it. Because the next time, this one got up and she told me, she said, uh, come here, I know you don't believe me, but it's somebody in there. I said, and where? It's somebody in there. I said, where? Took me in the kitchen. And she said, uh, in, the, in the cabinet there. I said, come in, mother. Open the cabinet. I said, nobody in there. Well, they must have been out, came out. Uh, but somebody out there in the backyard in that, by this window and I hear this baby crying. And mm-hmm. I hear this woman in your room. So she he's up the power. You, you know, he, he, he got somebody in there. I don't know who. It's a baby or a woman. And then she went as far as she came to California and came back and told, uh, she's been losing her mind a long time. She told some shit on me that wasn't true, and it could have fucked me up in life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I came mm-hmm. in the room and uh, so uh, so and so was in the bed with him. Well, hell, where the fuck was my grandbaby supposed to be? But if you come home and tell that boy's mama some shit like that, you know what if the wrong motherfucker hear you say some shit like that? Oh, uh, y'all mm-hmm. for me. She been been been. You know, once you look back, she's been deteriorating a long time. And when people lose their control and that brain, man, it's amazing how. I guess you got a an angry side up there, a frontal lobe of dementia, and then you got a nice lobe of dementia. And every day is a different day. It was snowing mm-hmm. here one time, and Val went to work, and she left me here. You know, I mean, we cool. I get up, give her a tea, and okay, mom, you want this, you want that, whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's snowing this day, and she can't, Val couldn't get home. This is right here in Texas. Uh-uh, I'm going home. I got my own house. I got. I don't need to be waiting on that. I'm wrong. It's snowing, and I don't know how to get her to stay in the house. I don't know. I said, okay, now, if you go out that door, I'm going to have to call the police. It's great. You know, I'm not supposed to touch you or restrain you. I'm fine. God damn it. So we did that, and we did that for about an hour. And then I said, you touch that door, Miss Graham, I have to call the law. She went on out there, and because uh, I didn't know if I'm supposed to grab us or do something or something in front of the door. So she, she held on to that wall all the way to the sidewalk, and then she, I followed her up the house. You know, I don't know how to deal with that, but, you know, that's that's a trip. But she's gone mm-hmm. on the glory now. She's gone on the glory, but I know it's not about us missing her. She was running for herself. For so long and seeing people, can you imagine running from yourself and seeing people? Shit, y'all can keep on talking about y'all what y'all was talking about. Though I'm gone. Yeah, I'm on mute. Um, well, thank you, King Fred. Oh, and why do you sound like you work for the cancer center or the fucking funeral home? I mean, everybody that say something, you just well, society. I really can understand what you're going through, and God will love you, and we, we just wish you the best. Because that motherfucker is crazy, that's why. This motherfucker is, is fucking wrong with you. This motherfucker is like, burnt out. He's a mortician or something. Yeah, God. nigga, you a Twinkie-tician, though, nigga. 
Wow. It's compassionate. Well, I'm I'm not working at the morticians, and I'm not burnt out, Cuddles. Um, this motherfucker's burnt out. They don't know nothing about health. They said I'm trying to act like they're smart on the goddamn radio and don't know, know shit. You really <laughs> ought to go to some of these um, mortuary homes and be a counselor or a counselor case, a, uh, a chaplain or something. Because you sound just like them ladies when they be talking to me. No, nah, no, nah, nigga. They don't want her up in that motherfucker, nigga. She, she killed the dead. <laughs> oh, <Damn>. wow. <laughs> Motherfucker, oh, right. I told her. Well, sister, you told her, and you know, God be with you, and each and every arms around you, and you know, we just bless the churches. You know, we all friends. That motherfucker's faking. That motherfucker's faking. She on the radio. She talk big shit off the phone. Wow. That's the right way too. Why would you say that? No, I, I do. <laughs> wow. Are you well. with people? You know, you're getting game green and your pants low. Let me see if we can find somebody on the other side of the world that can get you a pancreas. It's going to be all right. Hold on, sister, are you there? But that's not a hustle if somebody needs a pancreas. Well, anyway. I, I shouldn't have I, said that because you know that pancreas ain't no motherfucking joke, man. You know, when your pancreas is gone, it, you can't fix that. And then when they op- the doctors don't like to even open that up, so you know, you can't get a pancreas. Um, hell no, no, no. Basically, when your 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 pancreas, so people who are type one diabetics, their pancreas is just dead or lazy, so they are constantly on insulin to um, regulate their blood sugar. Because there's nothing they can do. Oh. So that's okay. the difference between the difference between type one and type two diabetics is that type ones their their pancreas is basically non functioning at all, dead, lazy, and so they have to the what the, what the what the pancreas should do they have to do themselves by giving themselves insulin all the time. Um, for that type two. Basically, your pancreas is there, and it was working, but it's now starting to slow down, and you have to help it. Okay. Well, there, there's hope um, for those, I guess, now that um, need a pancreas replacement. Um, John Hopkins says that they, they will. Hmm? What did you say, you read, somewhere, you read somewhere where you can replace the pancreas? Well, I... I I just popped in here to see about organs that can be replaced. And John Hopkins is saying in a pancreas transplant, your own pancreas remains in your body. The surgeon generally connects the new pancreas to your intestines. So as digestive juices can drain is, okay. after is successful there, transplant. Is there, is, there, is there an age limit, I'm, you know, that organ when it gets, when they start talking about uh, transplants for obesity people, and people that uh, have diabetes, and what's the age limit on that? Because uh, they told me know. even on the alcoholic, they wouldn't even. That the, yeah, the pancreas. So this must it's be new. Enough. This must be new. Okay, well let me see. Um... It's probably just new to us and the and the public. But to them scientists, they've probably been doing it for people and experimenting with pigs and giving them the 
secrets for years. We just didn't know. Because the last guy that I knew needed a pancreas, the lady said, no, you're going to slide die of a slow death because you won't quit drinking and you won't keep coming to the doctor. His liver was doing something and he turned yellow. And I took him to treatment and he stopped drinking, but then he started back. And the lady, I was sitting there and he was, oh. I said, man, stop, man. She said, he won't quit, and this is, this is going to be a slow death for you, and we don't replace pancreas. Wow. And that was, that was my wife. That was my wife's brother. All it says is that it's not a routine treatment because it has risk, and the mm-hmm. treatment with insulin injections is often more effective. Uh-huh. Okay. And it says age limits. It says your health is most, is the most important factor in pancreas transplant surgery. However, people over the age of sixty rarely have pancreas transplants. Yeah. Uh, that's Loyola Medicine dot org. Um, that's saying that. Um, you know they don't know shit because Hank Gathers died right there on their goddamn basketball court for heart problems. Wow. Loyola can get these nuts. <laughs> well, they might turn around and transplant them to another. I hope you're okay with that if you want them to have your nutters. Um, are you are you being creative today, huh? You say here said. Just lay back and juggle these in your mouth then. No, when you sat here and said we don't have nothing to, nothing to contribute, you called. Yeah, sit back Jane and Fonda. juggle these in your mouth. No, we got, no we got vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, and blueberry. We're going to give what you she, all of them. What's she doing over there with flavored? Never mind. It's, yeah, we're going to yeah. put a brand new flavor in your mouth. You know, oh, sexy. Um, I don't know if I was supposed to be part of that conversation, but okay. <laughs> you never know with cuddles. He, he's bold like that. So, sister, like you were saying about type one, right? I, I see here, too, it uh-huh. says who's eligible for a transplant, pancreas transplant. It says candidates for pancreas transplantation generally have type 1 diabetes, usually along with kidney mm-hmm. damage, nerve damage, eye problems, and another complication of the disease. Uh, usually healthcare providers consider a transplant for someone whose diabetes is out of control, even with medical treatment. So they probably, mm-hmm. you know, no, limit, we're not going to say know, it's, probably, it's probably not. Now, remember when Jay brought it to our, when all I had was the little short yellow guy, he uh, brought it to our attention about weight. That's when yes. your A1C and how your pancreas isn't working in your A1C, your PSA, A1C goes up. So when we start on the Ozempic or, or, or weight loss, if you can't get the weight off, but before we try to get the weight off, okay, you, you, you got this pressure in your eyes with diabetes. You got these Oh, my God. Why are you motherfuckers talking about weight loss? Nigga, you nigga, have you looked at yourself lately, nigga? Oh, cut him. Shit. This motherfucker want to act like he had the kidney. Nigga, Fred, you ain't no motherfucking doctor, nigga. 
And, and Snitchy Poo, you ain't shit either. You're going on Google thinking you're all of a sudden a doctor and shit because you read. Well, how come when Jay say it? How come when Jay say it, you don't say that to him? Nigga, how come Jay the same thing? Nigga, Google ain't shit. It's the white man's shit. The fool of oh, these clown ass niggas. We're trying to have Where a, a healthy clean. Okay, well, fuck it. Lathers. Lathers. <laughs> no, 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 lathers either. That motherfucker <laughs> thinks, you know, that motherfucker <laughs> don't that think he know it all. Your house. That nigga's stomach. He got a big old stomach. Fucking squish you to death. You ain't gonna do shit, bitch. You get your ass uh, whooped around this motherfucker. Bitch, what the fuck ever. You lucky. You I'll lucky. You, you lucky. You was with Reese. That nigga was a motherfucker. Be ha ha ha. He, he wasn't no motherfucking real man yeah. that'll smack your ass up. Mama, let go of that man. Is that him, Ali? Oh, that motherfucker's gonna run kicking rocks. Boom. I smack motherfuckers up, especially that Mary. She get her oh, ass Lord. beat. Bitch, I will. You let her get your ass beat, You let her swim away yesterday. Let her be a fish. What you mean, swim away? Won't you shut no. up, nigga? With your motherfucking funny looking ass, nigga. No, you talking about Dre Hines, motherfucker. You no, I'm talking about you, nigga. No, no. I'm talking about Fred Fred Crawford, nigga, or Crosley, whatever your motherfucking name is, nigga. This motherfucker be on here talking wow. like he's some Denzel motherfucking Washington or something more. He's some motherfucking... Um, nigga, ain't nobody saying shit like dude. that, nigga. I don't even fuck with Denzel Washington funny-looking motherfucking ass. You think yeah, it's a funny you, looking you motherfucker. You more like Ice Cube, not Ice Cube, but that other nigga that came nigga, out. Nigga, I ain't more uh, like uh, shit, nigga. Star. I'm Ali, yeah. nigga. I ain't more like what's a motherfucking the, thing, the, nigga. Just because you look like a rhinoceros, nigga, and you favorite elephants, nigga. Don't try to put me in that shit with your yeah. punk ass. want to be as Mexican as want to be black. Nigga, nigga, nigga I ain't want to be nothing but me, nigga. Nothing but me, nigga. Yeah, you motherfucker. You your fake-ass hands. Nigga, look at your hands, nigga. Stick a knife in them. I bet you some motherfucking marshmallow come out. Bitter slut you with my dick. Nigga, shut your motherfucking... Nigga, your hats... Your hats is made of candy, nigga. You eat them all up. That's why you only got one left, motherfucker. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, let's go walk the dogs today. No, you go walk your motherfucking pigs. Go walk your pigs, nigga. Go get your pigs out the garage, nigga, Fred, and walk your pigs, nigga. Hating each other and shit. Oh, yeah. Come on up in here, plaintiff, and tame these big old girls you didn't entertain. Who is Plankum? Who is Plankum? Shit, that's you, nigga. Plankum. Oh my goodness! He go go get him, plank him. He go take his friend's box of red candy. What price for y'all? Come on up in here with your pills, yeah, plank him. Give him all the pills. Hey, Fred. Hey, dumbass Fred. Stupid dumb Fred. Is that your beautiful wife I saw on uh, Facebook? Ah, uh, uh, I beg your pardon. I'm glad you answered. That ain't his wife, nigga. He had to, he had to pay for that. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. Who's talking about our sister down like that? I beg your pardon. What did you say, young man? I'm trying to get a hold of stupid dumb Fred, dumb stupid Fred. 
Yeah, hold on just a sec. Hold on. All right. That dumb motherfucker. Mr. Probably? But what the dialogue for Fred. Hold on. No, dumb Fred. Nigga, all them Freds, all them Freds is dumb. Nigga, every last one he got at his house. What up, man? What's up, dog? That motherfucker crazy. That's your beautiful wife, man. That's your beautiful wife, man. You got over there? Yeah, man. Which situation? He got to pay. He got to pay. He got to pay $3,000 a month to keep her there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything that's beautiful is mine. You know, I done put some time in. You know, and they get better with time. Why nigga ain't got no furniture in his house, can't they? He got to pay 3000 to keep that lady there a month. That's all. <laughs> That's, oh That's it. God. And she wanted on the first. She wanted on the first, and then she want all of his SSDI. So she get the three plus all that money, and then he can't drive the car no more. They didn't already change transfer that into her name and the grandkids' wow. names. Wow, yeah. he wow. knows script. Sounds like he been through some shit out. He sounds like he tried to be walking the car kite up in here in the third hour. Sounds like he's been through yeah. some shit. He, he knows somebody was. Over the, he was looking over the fence or somebody got somebody wrong song. So I don't. Oh, Nigga Pooh, you did oh, good today. Right you did good don't. today with your speaking. Of course, that's what you're talking about. man. Are you talking about the funeral director, the cancer, uh, home help aide that come by and tell you you're dying? She's not an MD. Uh, no. Don't none of them. These motherfuckers is the funeral director. Everything is going to be all right. They keep the mayor of Sacramento. Like, he know how to win. Nobody voting for that Gladys, nigga. You know how to win. He gonna wake you up and make you get up and goddamn and get you a broom and clean up the. Ain't nobody nigga. voting for. Ain't nobody voting for no Lathers. Come back. You gonna come around with some of the Salvation Army bags and y'all go get out there pick it up. <laughs> That's what we used to do. Shit, get up on Saturday morning to church. Me out there, everybody. And then he gonna come too. Talking about I gotta catch a plane. Uh, 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 I just, I just stopped by to see how y'all was doing. Uh, uh, I gotta be in Europe. I gotta be in London. I got a show tonight. Fuck. I ain't coming out there. I don't want to do the work. Wow. I'm not doing wow. the work. Are you going to do the work? Do the work. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I'm getting busy living. I ain't got time to be fucking around. Shit. Well, you got time to get, get this in the bag in this rake right here and get some leaves going. I'll get me a blower right. and get John Beckman to goddamn me bring some of them John Deers down here and clean that motherfucking Del Paso is Vector Peck here? Nope. He's on the couch. Nah, he don't. He don't fuck with. He don't fuck with uh, uh, elephants on Thursdays. He come back on Fridays. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad, Ali. You talk about Ali. I see some greens on the side of the road. I think I'm about to pick man. I'm gonna go do a loop around and see if these greens are growing over here. They growing. They growing back. Yeah, I see some over here. A bunch of grass. They got the grass real tall over here. Usually, when you see tall ass grass or a field, they ain't taking care of shit. You find some greens on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, that motherfucker's on. Yeah, yeah, nigga, boy, you are fucking trespass. He's a wild man. Oh, no, I don't give a fuck. You steal my. 
downtown. This is downtown on uh, one of the blocks downtown, uh, Fred, right over here by this, by Crocker Art Museum, man. Right where all that, you know, that park part over there, they just stopped yeah. cutting the grass over here, man. So I'm going to go over here and see if it's some Fred, Fred ain't from your parts. Fred ain't from your parts. He, he from the Vallejo. Oh, it's homeless people all over here, too. God no damn. Oh, God damn. I'm going to check uh, out these the, greens. So the greens may be pissing. So that means the oh, everybody, I piss on green. Dogs do, bugs live in but if you wash them, them motherfucker, you got to wash them, take them home. Chocolate peach, chocolate peach pee on grass. Chocolate peach, you ever That's eat some water green? You ever eat wild green? You ever eat some wild no. green? No. No? Nah, she no, don't eat vegetables. She don't eat vegetables at all. That's why her ass look like she do. I do eat vegetables, you dumb son of a bitch. You don't eat no vegetables, nigga. Collard, she used to grow collards and mustards yeah. in her, um, her oh, she dumb son Man, this motherfucker eat too much he meat. My taste, boy, it That's a meat eater. Though, like, you dumbass son of a bitch. She didn't been saying that a while. That dumb wasn't son cooked. of a bitch. Ooh. Bam. Boom. I don't, I don't think these green. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do it got thorns on it? Don't get poison oak or poison ivy after fucking around surging around. No, nah, these ain't oh. green. These ain't green. Gosh, man, it's really it's really bad over here. I should walk up. Well man, how much do fucking really two bunches? Oh, how much do ten bunches cost? How much at the grocery store you would imagine at where you say food for food for coast life? Uh, how much is four bunches of greens? How much is a bunch of greens, man? Come on, just be real. Shit, about a dollar fifty. Okay, so if you get ten dollars worth of fucking, so if you get ten, so if you get ten ten dollars worth of greens, is it, don't you think that's enough to feed you and your family? And I just say your grandkids, if you and your family, you and your you, your wife, and your dog, yeah, yeah, ten, yeah. ten bunches, I can take it. I, put, I cook about, I cook oh, at least, yeah. mm. I cook at least 12 to 16, 16 is something to be monthly, because mm-hmm. I cook a bunch of them motherfuckers. I got to learn to downsize. Yeah. My son ain't living there no more, man. That's It's kind of different when, you know, a big eater stopped living there and you used to cook some big meals. Yeah. Yep. I got to start yep. downsizing. Yep. Yeah, we throw shit away all day long. I just get tired of her talking that bullshit or you about. Can start bringing, or you can start bringing meals to my house. Huh? <laughs> or you can start bringing ain't nobody, meals ain't, ain't nobody, Ain't nobody voting for lathers. Ain't nobody feeding this motherfucking punk steak-eating steak ass. No way. Goddamn, he's well, a prime of a prime rip. I, I was talking to... I was talking to Yusef Kente. Neither two of them, neither one of you two motherfuckers that was talking was I speaking to, because you two nothing ass motherfuckers. Well, we figured that out when you muted us all day when you had your intelligence just on. You just muted us all day when we won't say anything fucked up. Keep us on mute all day because he don't want us to blare out anything. Jay, we're your protege. What's up? What you asking me? If you got to so think about how we do radio and you're the head guy. If you're absent, mm-hmm. if you're absent of a big eater, 
and you need some place to drop some food off, you can drop food off at my house. That's all I was saying. I'm going to have to do that, Jay. I was doing that before. You never at home, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't take him no meat. Don't get that nigga no meat. Yeah. I won't <laughs> eat it all. Nigga, he ain't dropping off at my house. Nigga, he, he, he dropped he drop it off at my house. Hey, if I bring, if I don't have enough meat and, and food when I get to Jay, he gets Jewish and call me. Would you call me Chintzy or Chintzy or Chintzy? Chintzy. Chintzy. Chintzy with the meat. Chintzy with the meat. I said, what? Yeah, don't get that nigga no meat. He don't need no more meat. Jay, do you like string beans and potatoes? Yeah, he, that's no. all he needs. I hate string beans. I don't want no That's all you need, nigga. I don't want no wife's favorite. I don't want no black eyed peas. I don't want none of that shit. That's why your <laughs> stomach still popped out. You, you, that's why you got a pop belly. Oh, my God. I can't believe you saying I got a pop belly, nigga, and you got ring around the ring around the, the fat boy with you. You know, I just want you guys to know, uh, Ali ain't no picture of hell. <laughs> Okay. This motherfucker walking around with with ten dividers. You know. Third hour power. That's a cold ass nigga, Eddie. Eddie will put you on music and tell the whole world. <laughs> this nigga back. This nigga back so tender, he got ten devices. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't get that wow. nigga no meat, Kente. All vegetables and rice. Brown rice. Yeah. We don't want badness with no meat. Well, he went to Morton you can tell, yesterday. He you can tell when Ladders had you can tell him when Ladders had meat. He come over here mutant like crazy. That's how you know the nigga had a, some kind of meat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. They gonna yeah. say meat about you and nigga your meat head. You got all your meat that's all right. When you going now, JK, to the buffet, nigga? This nigga got a meat head and a vegetable back. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Don't be driving while, don't be talking, don't be talking while driving, the police going to pull you over. That nigga meat and vegetable. <laughs> that, that, nigga, that nigga back in, That ain't got a vegan back <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Vegan back boy That's why Vegan back boy Vegan back boy what you helping these things for, Kent? He got tender vitus. Vegan. This nigga just lost his mind. Nigga, that's all right, nigga. You got you got mashed potato knees, Jaking. <laughs> <laughs> With no string beans. 
They better stop with all that shit before Gray Hines hear them. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Gray <laughs> <Dre> Hines. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I see you making a good radio host out of uh, Snicker Poo. The more you have guests on there, the less she talks. She does wonderful. <laughs> she does great. I knew you'd she make her. Right well. As long as you have guests on there and let the guests just talk to you about, like you did, with 20 minutes left in the show, Snickerpool becomes a better, better, a much better radio host. Wow. Now the radio host, I told you that she needs to work for the cemetery, folks. She needs to be the uh, personal director and sit there and answer a counselor. Oh, sister, I know it's going to be good. How was your day, sister? And I'm so sorry to hear that, sister. Yes, yes, yes. Would you like to join one of our arts and crafts games? Arts and crafts. uh, uh, Do you think your sister would would mind me calling her Jay? They say, hell no, she ain't into that kind of shit. No, I mean, I just really want to talk to her. She's not built like that, goddammit. She goes, oh, why are you calling me? You call my mama. You call my mama's house. They call my mama. That 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 man, uh, 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 King, a uh, Jay King, call here. Now listen, I'm gonna tell you something. When the price of bread is on, I don't plan on answering the goddamn phone. Uh, you know, I was in the middle of my cup and my coffee. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> and y'all ain't gonna park that car out there in front of my house. This is my house. I don't know what kind of shit y'all got going on out there, but walk it down the street. <laughs> oh my god, damn. Oh my god. Wow. I'm sorry, Fred. I'm laughing so hard because that reminds me of my grandmother. <laughs> I'm like, Mama, do you, I can't go out there and make that man move his car. You know, they was they would park in front of my mama's house and then walk up the street and get their dope and shit. I'm like, Mama, please leave them people alone. You don't know what you're getting yourself into, Mama. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I, that white boy got out of that car right there, and I don't want him all under my tree. <laughs> man, you go after shit, dog. You go have to move that motherfucker, man. So then they start fucking around on the corner. Uh huh. Then they sit over there. They be my mom be watering the yard. Look at that motherfucker. No, she didn't cuss. She did not cuss. No, she did not do that. I did that. My daddy didn't even say that kind of word. So I'm not going to do that to them today. So she's watering the grass. That white boy get out the car. The nigga, no, the white boy don't go. It's something about a dope deal going down that you notice. You you can see it. Two, a white boy with the brother. Either the two white boys with the brother. They just get off work and they park all the way down the street and walk. The brothers stay in the car. And they, no, no. The white boys, they stay in the car. The brother walked all the way up. And you watching these motherfuckers to the dope house. And get out. Then on the way back, he stopped and he pinched his shit. Then he get in the car. Yeah, I'll be watching. I can smell a, I can smell a motherfucker. I'll get man. my cut. Get my cut. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he bust that motherfucker right down the middle or. Take half for the lead. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to bring up uh, discouraging things, but I've seen so many of our councilmen, the school teachers, the people All of that. we looked at, the, you go to the dope house, man. You know, I live across the street from the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Wow. Well, I was a big boy. Good boy. But okay, let's get back to how can we clean up Sacramento? Yeah, how can we clean up Sacramento? And why is it that the homeless... You stop not going to Clinton's house. No, 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 no. It's a mental issue because a lot of people, when you talk to them, and you know, you be because I give out, I go go around and feed the homeless and shit like that, you know, and you go off into these areas, and you find out a lot of people want to be there, and you can't. Oh no, I'm not leaving here. I had a first cousin over in Oakland. I mean, this motherfucker had pilot license and everything. Had a Jaguar, and he got on that shit real bad. Me and my brother Tony went looking for him. Found him. He said, no, tomorrow. I said, well, come on, man, come on. I'm going to take you to Sacramento with us, and you're going to live with us and get your shit together. No, tomorrow. Go by there tomorrow. Are you still got something to do every time you fuck with him? And then something hit, and he cleaned the motherfucker right back now on TV. Shit. Mm-hmm. Well, most of them are out there because they don't want to follow the rules of going to somewhere where they can have shelter or or be somewhere else because the rules are you can't do drugs, you can't drink, you have to be in here by a certain time, you have a curfew, take a bath, you got to get your ass take up, a you got to take a bath. Right, and they don't want to do all that. They'd rather be out in the streets, free. I want to be free. Oh, yeah. Well, honestly, I prefer for those who wish to stay out um, to do that. So there's room for those who really want um, to try something different. You know, and they made a good point about community. I used to volunteer at the soup kitchen in Richmond. And Mm -hmm. they'd come in there, eat lunch, and then take their second sandwich and be gone. And they, they just didn't want the help. They just they, they had a meal That's for the day. That's why your ass is so big, nigga. You volunteering at soup kitchens and shit. Stay your ass away from the food kitchens. No, Cuddle. Don't it feel good to be passing it out rather than to be on that other side? Because I've been on that other side, too. You know, don't right. it feel good to be able to give rather than to be... Right. On the uh, receiving end, you know, yes. it just makes your day yes. feel better when you lay down at night. You can say, I did what I could today. And right. Uh, right there up there in Sacramento on what and how there's a park over there off of El Camino. There's a liquor store, and I, I used to go over there and get my uh, my, my shit, my uh, medication and, the you know, Walgreens or whatever the fuck it is. So mm-hmm. I've seen this dude, a brother, and he's just hanging around out there, fucking around, fucking around. And I I say, okay, I got, I got back home, and I say, pal, I'm a, you, you mind making this dude a place? So I took it back to him, and I asked him. I said, what is your story? He said, I'm an ace mechanic. I've worked at all the German car lots here in town. I said, really? Wow, man. Look at my look at my breaking on the back of my truck. And I had never let nobody fuck with my truck. I told, I told if I buy the brakes, he said, yeah, I'll do it for 20 bucks. I said, oh, my God, 20 fucking dollars. This man going to fuck my shit up. I, he said, and, I don't, and he didn't have no tools. Do you know we went in there and got some pliers, jacked the car up, took the tire off. This motherfucker did uh, rear brake, and he wanted, to, uh, he wanted me to give him $20. I gave him $60. 
and he did it with some pliers. That's all the fuck he had, a plier and that thing that you jack it up with. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? You can do this kind of work, but you don't want to make money at a shop? Now, he did that because he liked it the way your booty was shaped, Fred. That's why he oh, only did it for 20. Right. <laughs> well, I'm still looking for that motherfucker because I need the front done. No, no, they stole my little Cadillac truck. All you got to do is put on your short shorts and he'll stay over there with you. She used to ask me all the time. She say, Fred, where you go? And then one day I really want, no, nah, but see, he could have took a shower at the uh, pool. He could have took a shower at the pool. He don't need to come in your fucking house, you know, because you start thinking Fred, about these people. Where's your shorts? <laughs> you know, this one fucking here, I can imagine. Your yellow ass somewhere with some goddamn speedos on, you got them, so. So it's a good shit, you're John Beckman. You're John Beckman and Reed. <laughs> What, what color is your short shorts, Fred? <laughs> Fred. <laughs> what color is your short shorts? John Stockton shorts. John Stockton. He got the yellow short shorts. Fred wear the yellow short shorts. <laughs> the damn short shorts. Wow. <laughs> let me find my weed. Let me get. Let me hit this weed real quick. Let me get up off my ass and get my shit together. Here. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta get the Reverend Ali. I gotta get the rapping Reverend Ali. <laughs> Uh, what color is your shirt, shirts, Fred? <laughs> Fred wears short shorts and footsies. <laughs> oh, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. He I ain't gonna end up. He ain't helping. He my ain't ramp, helping. My ribs, my ribs is hurting right now. Let me say. Don't fucking help you today. Get it, get it. Feel like uh, a cramp in your belly, huh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, Fred. I hope you come down in March. I just want to see you so I can laugh all day. Every time I look at this nigga. This nigga's whole energy, you just be laughing at this nigga all day. You got to stay away yeah. from him, though, because if you try to get his hands on you, he might choke you out. So you got to laugh and, and stay alert. <laughs> what are you talking about? He, he, he got a square in his butt, and he's wearing yellow short shorts. I mean, you might have to keep your head on the swivel. <laughs> He he be sending me messages at two in the morning. <laughs> oh, that nigga said, "Look, he he can't even talk now. He had to go get his weed." 
nigga, nigga said, where is my weed? <laughs> you gotta keep up with you. You gotta keep up with you. Yeah, I ain't no weed shit. I'm, I'm just, I'm all natural. <laughs> ain't no weed. On that, on that kombucha. Oh, yeah, the kombucha will do it. <laughs> kombucha will do it. Hey, what you mean, Cuddles? You, that we, I, I'm over here Googling. So if I'm not to Google, how am I to, to, to expand my learning? I don't know everything in my head. I have to learn. Google was set up. Google was set up for you smart niggas to think you smart, to, to, to rearrange your mindset to make you think you know something. And motherfuckers run to Google. Go, 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 Google it. Go, Google it. Nigga, Google got you motherfuckers stupid the motherfucker. Google ain't got me stupid. What I want to know, though, so where shall I go? If I can't Google go Google. Google is tricky. Google is tricky. And it'll show you some shit. And it'll show you some shit because it's, it's zoned in on you. See, there's there's chips in those computers, chips in those devices that uh, they act according to you. So... Uh-huh. It'll show you something. It'll show you something that you you should know already, and then it'll show you some bullshit like it's real, and you're reading that shit, and then you start spreading that shit, and then your motherfucking ass gets found out that that motherfucker's fucked up everybody everybody's brain. Anytime you got a world where everybody think, oh, why not me? I can do it. How come not me? When they have them motherfuckers in the world. You can best believe all the information is fabricated now. Well, I will agree. They definitely try to pigeonhole us. Um, now, I'm telling you. No, they you, ain't trying. Market they pig. have. They have pigeonholed you motherfuckers. Well, for me for me to, um, to be pigeonholed, I think that's going to be difficult because I want both sides, all sides of the story. No, I do. Whatever no, I do, no, I want all sides. No, when you put that meat in your thinking. brain, when you put that meat in your brain, it gives you the right side of education. Well, see, as soon as you put that meat see, in there, now you're gonna tell me I'm bloated. See, cuddles. You is. Your mind is bloated. Your brain is bloated. My brain is not bloated. Your brain is bloated, just like Jay King's brain is bloated. <laughs> your brain is your brain is bloated. <laughs> all our brains are bloated. This is Misfit Island. <laughs> we don't have no tiny, you know, brains over here. No shriveled brains on Kings in the morning. <laughs> I can say that. Friends oh, all shriveled up. No, it's not. Mm. All those no, it's friends not. all, all shriveled, mushroomed up. <laughs> Sister. And here come that crazy motherfucker. Who was that? Uh, who was that, Nicole? You know who it is. Why are you messing around? It's our sister that's, Mary. that's that crazy motherfucker that keeps coming over here. Want some of this dick? We don't. No, we don't have no this crazy. I would never. You that want some of this dick? Pussy. You want this oh, dick all God. in your mouth, Mary? Don't you? Oh, no, you just want to no. slap it all down your mouth, slap it all in your face, slap them glasses off your motherfucking eyes, nigga. That's what you want, huh? You're disgusting. Let me show you how to put the back of these, these caramel candied balls on your chin. <laughs> I give you that, give you that Alabama butt cheeks. <laughs> Lord, 
<laughs> Cuddles had that same energy in March. Sister gonna be there in March. Sister ain't gonna go nowhere. She ain't coming down here. She don't want none of this dead sick ass. She wants to. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think y'all gonna have no way to where to stay because Fred, once Fred White finds out that he tried to put money towards some women standing in the room, he gonna get murdered. He's <laughs> saying that all wrong. He's not saying that right. <laughs> but you're correct. You're correct. But our sister Val will be here. Um, so so um, King Fred and sister, they will be here. They're coming now. That's terrible. I don't know whether... That's terrible. That nigga what? can't go nowhere without a woman. He he can't leave what? without it's Val. It's a cupcake concert. He, no, it ain't no cupcake concert. This nigga always trying to act like he, he talking about my name concert. is Big Daddy. He said his name was Big Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy don't need no woman to go with him when he travels. Oh, you know what I'm God. saying? That nigga ain't Big Daddy. They call me Big. They call me the poker stroker, nigga. Nigga, you ain't the poker the shit, poker nigga. Stroker. Nigga, you is the motherfucking run down nigga that can't leave nowhere. You can't even wow. go to McDonald's without asking your wife first. Wow! Wow! Is yeah. nothing wrong if with you, bringing your better you say, half to the if cupcake you concert? So, buddy, I don't need you to help me, nigga. Oh, if you oh, say okay. so, buddy. After you say so, buddy. Whatever you say. Look, he can't even go. He before he go in the kitchen, he got to tell Val, "I'm going in the kitchen." He can't be a fuck teller. What you saying? What you saying? And uh, come straight out of there and don't touch nothing. <laughs> Bring me and, then, and then when he get to fucking up, she she called them grandkids right. on him. Wait till, wait till he go to sleep. Right. Wait till he go to sleep, water. y'all. Wait till the Fred go. Wait till your granddaddy Fred go to sleep, and I want you to go through his pockets. <laughs> oh my God! I knew you were gonna say. This is not happening. Grandchildren. Wondering the pockets. Oh my God! That nigga over there on stuck status. That nigga's a that nigga's a hell of a ride nasty. You can ride him. Damn. <laughs> you can get you can get on the back and ride him. Damn. Yeah. I know. Cuddles in rare form today. It's Thursday. You can only imagine. This is warm ups. You know tomorrow being Friday. You know how he acts on a Friday. No, he gotta go to school tomorrow. Oh, well, Cuddles, you have to go, go to school. school. Don't, listen, go nigga, don't listen to school. that nigga. That nigga don't know nothing about me. This nigga just blurting out shit. He don't know shit about what's going on over here with this nigga. <laughs> I gotta go to school. <laughs> well, sister, you spoke about Oprah Water earlier. And you know this is before Cuddles came in, and you know how he do. <laughs> he was being mm-hmm. a scissors. Anyways, could you could you tell tell us more about it, sister? Because I wasn't familiar with the okra water. Okay, so it's, it's okra. So you take um, five stalks of okra and you cut the tops and the bottoms off, and mm-hmm. you put it in a gallon of water, and you let the water sit overnight, so it's going to be a little slimy. 
but the benefits mm-hmm. of it is it mm-hmm. helps lower your blood sugar mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. helps mm-hmm. your blood pressure mm-hmm. a little bit. And you just drink then why you ain't using it, it then? Why you ain't using it? Why you gotta get shots all in your eyes then if you're using it, nigga? Because I had a point where my blood sugars were too high and I wasn't handling it and so I'm not. Oh, so you just started the okra water then? Yes, motherfucker. I started in about well, good, months ago. Good, good. Get get your shit together. Shit. Shrivel down, nigga. Fuck you, ho. Shrivel your punk ass pick. down to a, a good size. Let me, let me and, you and, put you some, and put you some drawers on while you at it. Oh, my God. Won't you do me a favor? Won't you go take a piss for once without pissing on your balls, okay? I'll go ahead and open your mouth. Go ahead and open your mouth. I'm going to piss right in your mouth. I'm going to hit all your you molars with this piss. You ain't going to fit it. Go ahead. You ain't going to fit it. Go ahead. You ain't going to fit it. Go ahead. I'm going to stick, stick this nuts right in your molars. Go ahead. Open your mouth. That's all you can stick in my molars is your nuts because your dick too small. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it, you're going to be You're going to be gagging. You have a car charger dick. You have a car charger dick. Come on and get this. Come on and get this, guy. Yeah, we're going to see who got a car charger. When you you and Mary goggling up up in the room, they're going to say, what's wrong with (laughs) y'all? Oh, my God. I ain't going to be in no room with you. Yeah, you is. You're going to be in there. I'm going to lock your ass in. I'm going to put this gun to your head and say, hit these nuts. Shit, I'm going to be in the room with Big Charles. Yeah, Big Charles ain't coming. Big Charles ain't coming. He is. He can't come either. He just just like Fred. That nigga is stuck. He can't leave. (laughs) (laughs) Big Charles is fucking with y'all. He just fantasizing. Mm -hmm. Where is Uh, he? Whatever. Where where is he? Where is he? Is he at work? Because mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. he should be coming in right now. Cold Friday with cuddles right now. Okay. Oh, Bucky. Where is my <laughs> weed? <laughs> well, no, no, he gonna, ask sister, he, he gonna ask sister for his cigars. Where his cigars at? <laughs> oh Lord, I don't know what did happen to King Fred. He he just slipped off. That nigga to hit some weed and and, and, yeah, and, and, and slip down in the goddamn motherfucking couch. <laughs> I'm gonna test. I have to say, when you said his hat was made of candy, and if you cut his hand, marshmallows gonna fall out. I did. <laughs> I did have a visual. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> had a visual too. <laughs> Puck ass. Yeah, he only got one candy hat left. That nigga over there oh watching TV, eating caramel popcorn and shit. <laughs> he better put that down. Yeah. This there he is. <laughs> See, he come up without missing that caramel popcorn. That nigga came alive, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Did he smoke you out, King Fred? Did Cuddle smoke you out with the caramel popcorn? No, I gotta find my weed first before I get back into this shit. Oh, I was wondering where you went. Hey, this nigga always think he got something, Snitchy Poo. And every time he go looking for it, he said, I got to go find it. He can't find his car, his keys, <laughs> his weed, his wallet. <laughs> I'm bet the nigga sometimes can't even find his teeth. Oh, no. Don't say that. 
he knows he, you have to set those up. You you, you got to know what those are. <laughs> you, you got you know. I knew you no, were going to say leave, his car. I, leave, I, park car in the gar- I park my car in the garage and I leave my keys in that motherfucker. I don't never take my keys out. Just not even at the grocery that, store. That's why your car be going. When, they, when your brother-in-law comes, you say, oh, yeah, that nigga sleep. Let me go and run off for a couple of days. What? How does he get in the grocery How do we get in the garage? Uh, cuddles. What you mean, how you get in the garage? Nigga, you, you, you leave the door open. Nigga, you be around there drunk and wasted, nigga, and you forgot you left the door open. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. You got it all figured out there, buddy. <laughs> Sound like a dickman. That's what your grand, that's what your grand, your grandson told me. Wow. When he, when he called me yeah, back. He said y'all talked for four hours and you called him a, a yellow banana pudding. And I called that nigga a yellow banana. I said, nigga, you'll get kicked out of my house. You wouldn't be able to stay over here talking about you only got mall money. You ain't got gas money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker in trouble now. I told him to get his ass. I said, nigga, I said you little banana gremlin. You'll be out of my house. I'll kick you out. You'll be outside waiting for your mama to come get you on the porch. <laughs> wow. Call the baby a gremlin. Pardon me. Just a moment. I'll be back, Bucket. That, that bitch got a restraining order against her. You know, I don't play. I call CPS on them motherfuckers. Uh-huh. Put some law in they like. Ain't going to keep on hollering and running with No, Papa, Papa, the police came and had us on the ground. You didn't lie to shit. Evidently, the school is still telling that they sending the goddamn truant off the street to come get your motherfucking ass. Y'all won't do right. Then the white folks don't want you to beat their ass. Too busy living. I ain't got time to be worried about this, worried about that. If I can keep my numbers right, I'm doing good. That's right. Nigga, you want to hit this week or you want to drink with me? What's up? You want me to go get a bottle? No. Nigga, you ain't got no weed, nigga. That woman just already, you just talked about the pancreas. You know goddamn well, the alcohol goes straight down there to the pancreas, out to your urethra, and into your shit. Why would you want to inflame my shit, uh, chocolate? Because your pancreas is only affected if you're a heavy alcoholic. Are you a heavy alcoholic? If I get started, motherfucker, we don't know if I'm going to come back or not. I made it out that last shot. Shit, you crazy than a motherfucker. Shit, I ain't bonafide. Yeah, all that. I ain't lying. Oh, well. well I, got my own I get the half here. a gallon because I know they ain't going to be open when I, when I finish drinking the pie. I got to have that half, half a gallon, it. baby. Because you You call it what you want to. But I, it don't make it, it. I'm not shame. I don't fuck with it like that. I used to be on it heavy. I I I I spent most of my life circling around. What time the liquor store gonna close? And I'm gonna find have enough in the morning. So I started buying it by the case. The Lamelands came out there to that house over there by that damn uh, uh, William Land Park. 
that motherfucker was pinching my nose and the blood was coming and I couldn't stop bleeding. Couldn't fucking stop bleeding. Just sitting around drinking, call myself. You know, it's a big false thing of when I retire, when I have nothing to do. Man, that's the fucked up lie there is. Oh, I'm just going to go to the bar. I'm going to go uh, shoot pool and hit a few games of b- b- golf. And uh, you find yourself fucking drinking and killing yourself quick. And guess what the motherfuckers at the club say? We're going to have a, what you call it, the, the after hour here. Now y'all supposed to make money off a dead motherfucker that sat here all day long, every day. They call him a regular. When you walk through the door, they got your shot waiting for your ass. And then the cook knows that your motherfucking ass needed a plate when you leave to go home, and you do that every day? Oh. Ready. I'm running. Nigga. When, I, when I came to Colleen, Texas, what I liked about it was that it, it was a dry county. There was no liquor here. I learned fast that you drive oh, a couple of miles or two or three hours down the street. So you really defeating the purpose. Because you're going to get it if you want it anyway. But I overcame that. That's not my, my thing right now. Because I got to watch you niggas on my mind. What's your thing right now, nigga? Right now, man, I just want to do a lot of traveling and giggling and laughing. Yeah, well, you you ain't doing too much giggling and laughing out there in Texas, Colleen, Texas, nigga. Nigga, the giggling giggling is this way, nigga. You just said that a hundred times that I miss home and I need to bring my ass out of before I get caught up. I don't know why you can't come out this way. Why you got to always leave? Why Why you can't come by yourself, nigga? I, I function better with my old lady. I ain't got, you know, that's the way we've been doing for the last nigga, 30 years. Come on down here by yourself, nigga, so we can years, hang it, out. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't it, you know, it, it, it's been working out for me just fine, Ali. Nigga, I, I want to kick it with Big Daddy, nigga. If Big Daddy can't come, nigga, fuck that nigga Fred then. Well, uh, uh-uh. No. Put your motherfucking ass down here by yourself, nigga, so we can hang, nigga, and laugh. Nigga, I'm going to take care of you, nigga. I'm going to make sure you ain't got no meat in your system. That way you don't have no heart attack on the trip. I'm going to get you some good food. You walk too fast. You don't want me to eat the goddamn leeks and shit. Yeah, I'm going to have you eating leeks and brown rice and beans, nigga. You're going to love it, nigga. Vegetable motherfucking egg rolls homemade. Nigga, I make this shit. Nigga, what you want, lumpia or uh, egg roll? Nigga, you either one, nigga, I can go get the motherfucking chill. We're going to use your, your sauce and chocolate peach sauce. Nigga, I'm not fucking with chocolate peach. Nigga, that's your motherfucking biatch. Nigga, I don't want that hoe. Oh, excuse me. I'm not a bitch nor a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't fucking with that, nigga. Shit. And I don't understand how I just got in this conversation. I don't how I just got in y'all conversation. What the fuck is going on? She can't, if anything, she got to get these nuts in the dark. Turn the lights off and hit these nuts. I don't even want to see you. I just want to mm, hear nope. it. Nope. 
No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, I don't want them. Hey, anyway, Big Big Daddy, nigga, I want to see you come down, man. Why why you shit? We can't hang Pause. with Val. Pause. That's real man code violation, calling another man Big Daddy. Nigga, just, just, bring, just bring your CPAP, nigga. That way you... <laughs> No. <laughs> Just bring that motherfucker with you, nigga. You'll be all right. We gonna put you to sleep, nigga. You gonna we gonna stop the drinking at at seven o'clock. No more drinking after seven p.m. And you can't have that many. Shit. And you only can have two or three drink shots, nigga. We not giving you no full drink where you just no, nigga. We not gonna try to kill you, nigga. We want you to live. Well. That sounds good. I would go for that, but I don't trust your giggling ass. Well, well, forget you, nigga. Nigga, that's all right, nigga. I bought me a brand new spiralizer, nigga, and I just spiralized my vegetables and everything else, my motherfucking self, nigga. You gonna bring your you gonna bring your spiralizer? (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, I got to spiralize my zucchini and squash and shit, nigga. You got that little portable one? Hell yeah, I got a portable one. I got a kitchen one, nigga. I got a take one with you one, nigga. Nigga, wherever I go, all I got to do is go where they got some so-called organic vegetables. And you can get them at certain stores. You know, if you know what you're doing, you know what it look like. And you go get you your vegetables. I get my squash, my cucumber, my zucchini, spiralize all three. Then I throw some onions and seasoning it in it and saute that shit. Man, are you out of your motherfucking mind? Nigga, that shit has smelled like the, the whole block will be coming down here, man. Well, you don't want to wake the roaches up next door. Nigga, nigga I, wake, I wake up. And nigga, when I cook, nigga, you see insects you ain't seen in 20 years come out. <laughs> Dogs and cats should be coming around the front door. Everybody, the neighborhood, be looking around. Huh? They be like, "What the fuck?" And then when they find out it ain't no, it ain't no meat. They say, "How can he do that?" Yeah, nigga, ain't no meat up in here, nigga. I put some of that. I take all that vegetables, put it on top of some brown rice, nigga. Nigga, I'm good. Good man, ain't got ain't got to never eat no meat ever again in your life. Nigga, get you some beans. Oh God, nigga, nigga, get you some cauliflower, nigga. Have you ever tasted minced up cauliflower, nigga? Oh man, you talking about eating? Man, it is raining like a motherfucker out here, man, for four days straight. In San Diego. Yeah, we were seeing it on the uh, on the news how everything was getting saturated and y'all having a lot of floods in some areas. Did you get your ark yet? Did you make your ark? Uh, Fred, did you hear an animal speaking? I thought I heard an animal. A minute ago, Fred was a motherfucking elephant, a fucking rhinoceros. He still is. The nigga still all that. He better get that ark together where he can put his He's all that, nigga. That nigga, 
Look at it. That, now that nigga talking shit now because he heard Mary's voice. See? See how that motherfucker come alive? You Mary lover ass nigga, you? Shit. Mary lover. You were just calling him Big Daddy. That's right. I call that nigga Big Daddy. I call that nigga Elephant. I call that nigga Rhinoceros Squeaky Speaker Motherfucker. Call that, that nigga. That nigga got some. He's, he's got yellow no short shorts on. No man should be calling another man Big Daddy. That is a man cold violation. You shut your ass up, nigga. There's a whole bunch of Big Daddies in the motherfucking hood where I grew up at. Nigga, that's what we call that OG nigga. Big mother. What's up, big motherfucking daddy? Nigga, and that nigga break out a joint, nigga, and smoke it with us and get back in his motherfucking Seville, nigga, and roll out looking like Johnny Guitar Watson. Who the fuck is it, nigga? Nigga, Big Daddy's been around for a long motherfucking time. You got me oh, fucked up. Violation. <laughs> you shut <laughs> your ass up. Nigga, you, you's a that motherfucking is. woman code violation for the whole race of women. Nigga, get down no. to some real size. Make How yourself you look like a hero. Because right now you look How like a hippo. I'm a race of women. That don't even sound like you don't know how to When you keep coming over here fucking with a nigga. You keep coming over here fucking laughing in the background and shit fucking with me on my job. I've been doing this shit for 10 years. 10 years straight, you motherfucking ratchet motherfucker. You come out of nowhere fucking with me on my motherfucking job. Bitch, give me a motherfucking lighter so I can flip me. Crazy motherfucker over here fucking with me. Talking shit to me like somebody's bothering you. <laughs> nigga, I ain't never called your punk motherfucker. I'll tell you what, nigga. I get on this motherfucking board. I know what to do for you. Uh huh. Keep on talking. Uh oh. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't do it, Kettles. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. See, he's logging in right now. He's <laughs> buffering right now. He's now loading. Microsoft Word must be doing an upload. Microsoft Word said, look, we got to give you this, this latest update. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do not close this app. <laughs> Have a change of heart, Cuddle. I bet you you don't hear your sister no more, do you? <laughs> oh, no. Let her, let her go. Fuck it with me. Let her go. 
Yeah, let her go ahead and sing in them no, Yvonne, no, let no, her, let Yvonne, her Yvonne movies and shit. You going over there. Yeah. Motherfucking ass is gone, ain't she? Oh, come bring her back. <laughs> now so you in the movie by your motherfucking self. How can we make this better? Where, where we Did you mean make this better? better? Nigga, I can't believe you. Nigga, we going to make it better by putting your motherfucking ass on me with it. You seen and heard the shit she was singing and doing to me? So On okay. my job. Okay, okay, yes. So I ain't never went to her well. job. I ain't never called over to her job fucking with her. Okay. And you know not this. Direct, okay, not directly. What do you mean you not? Like that, see, that's, that's what's going to get. See, that shit, that voice you got right no, there, no, that's what's going to get your right. motherfucking pants put on mute, too. Yeah, Before I know what to do. I got something for you, little ratchet motherfucker. Matter of fact, go in the bubble. You in that motherfucker. Y'all can go in the bubble. Talk to her ass over there since you want to protect her. Y'all can talk. Go ahead. They can hear. She can hear you in the bubble. Ratchet. What's wrong with these people, man? <laughs> Who ratchet? What? Who ratchet? You ratchet. Oh, nigga, you fucked up. You ratchet, nickel. I'm looking for this song, man. I, I really play, I play a song while they while they in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Probably ain't going to be able to find nothing. Cause I don't know. Let me see. I don't know if Johnny, if Johnny did it right. Let me see. Let's see if Johnny did it right. What you think? You think Johnny did it right, Fred? Hell no, you're going to hear some bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't going to do it. No. Don't look like Johnny did it right. He said he loaded it. Well, I don't think you did. Yeah, that's not good. Let me see. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find it. I can't find it. Nothing though. Where is that? Yeah. Anyway, they in the bubble. Let me see. I'll bring them back off. Give it. Give it. Give it a little time for you, Fred, because I know you love these orangutans we got around here. There are yeah. no orangutans here, sir. They were one of the orangutans right there. Uh, you hear? She's she's back for you, Fred. I, I am not an orangutan. Though they are a highly evolved species. <laughs> <laughs> Your cousin. <laughs> Where's our sister chocolate peach at? Where's our I'm right here. Okay, I'm right here. Sister, sister, you the good woman from the cousin. The good woman from the curse said, Your cousin. 
<laughs> well, you know, he shot me with a ring of tang. I was triggered. Oh, I'm not getting it. Well, sister, you would say you would say that. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> When you love someone Especially if you're broken And you need some love Yeah Should you just walk
I'm not going to lie. Aside from the original, this is my favorite version. Throw your hands up in the hair like you just don't care. Rub my lead. That's why I put her ass on mute. That's why I put her ass on mute with her lying ass. She don't never say that shit when J. King be playing. Her ass is quiet as a motherfucking mess. No, no, no cuddles. Let me up off of mute so I can let you know that is not so. Remember it's that not sister true. See, sister, that's that nurse shit coming out. Oh, well, you know, that's the best one. I think life's going to be just fine. And, uh, okay. you know, we're going to have prayer for you. And I think that's going to be very good. I think that was very, very good. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to text you from the muter. Mm-hmm. Here you go. You're getting a text from the muter. I hear you, Bucket. Booyah, take that. Let's see here, Cuddles. Where you at? Here you go. You bum. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Sister, can you hear me? I can hear you. Are we in the bubble? Or I, I thought he, I thought I heard him mute me. I didn't know. I didn't hear him take me off mute. He must have stuck because well, I, I can't hear them. I don't know. He, he must put have, us both he in here. muted me. Yeah, I think he he did. He had to because I, wow. I, heard, I heard him when he muted you. And then next thing I know, I heard you say, unmute me, and I also heard Fred. So I thought, maybe you didn't get put back in the bubble. <laughs> See, and I heard I heard him, but I thought I thought I was in the in the muter, solitary. <laughs> wow. So this is just a warm-up to tomorrow, sister. And I don't know whether, I don't know, I heard Lavin say he's leaving out tonight. So I don't know whether... Cuddles is on on the he, panel tomorrow morning or not? And, he said he'll come be on the phone in the morning. And, he said oh, he'll be on okay, the phone from LA tomorrow morning. Oh, bless his heart. Okay. Let me see, sister. Let me see. I think I'm. I'm gonna do a little side snitching. Hold on a second. <laughs> Light up his life. Cuddles. God, sister, and I <laughs> in, in the bubble in D A B U. Yep. All right, let's see. And he must be in the meeting, or else he came back already and told him to get us out of here. But let's see here. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say again, all caps. <laughs> what you say, Nicole? Huh? Sister, you in the bubble? You, you in the bubble, too? I ain't in no bubble. Well, where's Chief Fred? And, um, Cuddles at? I don't think I was in no bubble. I don't know. Maybe he did put me in the bubble. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Because I, I can't I walked away from my phone this woman. Wow. Wow. Y'all took us, y'all took us out the bubble. How come we can't hear when you do that, Cuddles? How do you do that when we don't know that you've done it? You was never in the bubble. You just I heard you there. put me on mute. No, nigga, you wasn't it. in no bubble. You was a goddamn lie. 
You know how I know you're lying. Where, then where were you and Fred? Where were you and Fred? Right. We don't have to. Speak, we don't have to speak. We don't have to speak to you. I mean, shit. I don't know what Fred is. That nigga over there was Val. Maybe nigga, I'm over Fred here. Were in a bubble. He did call Fred Big Daddy. No, nah, ain't nobody in the goddamn bubble. None of y'all was in the bubble. Y'all motherfuckers just don't know when you owe me the off you. See, that's what my victims. To me, how I do that. I like for you motherfuckers to get all riled up and make up shit and then get to text it, motherfuckers. Uh-oh. And you motherfuckers, watch. Nigga, and you know how I know you ain't in the bubble? And you know how I know I didn't put you in no bubble or mute none of you motherfuckers? After after 11.30, nigga, you can't mute no more. The board is gone, nigga. That means you can't mute nobody. So you're lying on me. I thought it was after well, 12. I thought it was nah, right. nigga, you don't know new. shit about the board, new. nigga. All you, you know is what's going new. on with the switchboard on your job. You don't know what's over here on Kings in the morning. You don't know what's over here on the J King Network. Tell me, I thought it was shut your ass up. You don't know well, shit. Well, that's what people have said. People have said it was after twelve. He is nigga, 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 no, nigga. That's if I schedule it at uh, hundred and eighty minutes, nigga. <laughs> He is I didn't right schedule about it. That. I didn't schedule it 180 I minutes. No, I, I scheduled it, I scheduled it 150 you minutes, you right. motherfucking biscuit, cheese stick looking ass motherfucker. Why we got to look like cheese sticks, though? So bless you, sister. Right. Sister said it's true. So see that? You see how sister, as poorly as you treat our sister Mary, did you see that? She came and confirmed. Nigga, nigga none right. of y'all, you, you, your well, ass is, you just... What? You motherfuckers well, well, are sick, well, well, nigga. Wait. But see, you can't mute us. Now, you done told us all game and gang get. Okay. So nigga, you can't look, mute nigga, if I schedule it at a certain time, no. If you listen, you'll know. But if you keep running your chops, you ain't going to never know when you on mute or off mute or in the bubble or not because your ass is lost. That's what's wrong <laughs> with you, motherfuckers. See, when Jay mutes you, Y'all act like y'all cool with him. But then when I mute you, you don't even know if you're on mute or not, and everybody can hear you talking. <laughs> well, you're very good at it because I, I sometimes hear it say unmuted, and sometimes I don't hear anything. Yeah, I got a trick with mine. that I get you to talk in that shit that we heard what you was doing right on the air, <laughs> taking you in the bubble and texting motherfuckers about it. And then you hear <laughs> okay. Mary... Mary, like, Mary wasn't in no bubble, but she said, I ain't in no motherfucking bubble, and she wasn't. <laughs> well, we didn't know. I didn't know. I'm going to speak for me. I didn't know because I couldn't You don't never know, but that don't mean you go over here and start spreading shit and getting other folks to take your lead on the shit, and then y'all thinking the same shit. Now you got two. Then you're trying to get three and Mary, and Mary wasn't no, no motherfucking bubble. She wasn't talking shit in the last... 20 or 30 minutes, I don't think, because I would have muted her ass and you know it. So, Cuddles, did you put Sister Chocolate Peach and I in the bubble earlier? No, none of you motherfuckers in the bubble, nigga. You wasn't in the bubble. Okay, one more. No, nigga, earlier probably, (laughs) maybe about an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, For the record, record, I've also sent a follow up text that says slight redaction. So there you go. So I don't give a damn about no reductions or <laughs> deductions, reductions, whatever you bring over this way, all of it can get these nuts. I ain't tripping on none of that shit. <laughs> no, no. I'll just shoot that shit down. <laughs> so I, 
I thought you put us back in the bubble. I did. I can't believe you wasted all this time talking about you think you're still in the bubble with some stupid shit. I'm triggered. <laughs> Do you understand? I'm triggered. You you got me triggered. Well, don't be triggered over me. Call, talk to Fred when you're triggered. Holler for that motherfucker. Well, where, where is King Fred? Because yesterday... What do you mean? I don't know. I don't live with that nigga shit. Talk to that nigga. <laughs> shit, what you mean? Where is he? <laughs> shit, that's y'all's partner. King Fred, if you knew, if you well, heard, you if you heard me, us, why you didn't say something? <laughs> yeah. Why you, your big daddy Katie had wear himself, didn't say nothing, if you knew we wasn't on mute? Did you call and tell Jay? I didn't call him, <laughs> but did I, I mean, I did. I sent a text message. Yes, I did. You know, I just, I just, did. You know I'm just chilling out, just watching how y'all move. Uh, <laughs> look, mm-hmm. you, you you never text Lathers out of despair? <laughs> no, you never. No, for what? <laughs> because he'll come in here and he, he'll say, take them off of mute right now. <laughs> Ali, Ali. So yeah, I, I was hoping for yeah, you. Yeah, okay, no, no, we won't hear that today. Yeah, she's just having convulsions, Fred. She don't you know when she on mute, when she off mute. Hey, she's so fucked up. It's wicked. He got he got me all messed up. This is true. And then she over here saying I did some shit I ain't did. I ain't got none of them motherfuckers on mute, Fred. It, it's, it's past the it's past the muting situation now, and she claims she blaming me. He is sitting here. He looks just He looks just Oh, well, it does the machine record in the third hour and shit. We went over all this. Don't none of that shit work after what? Well, before. I thought it was noon. It was noon, but but, but Cuddle says it can it be noon on how long if he program the show is scheduled for. Yes, he has to do one, 180 minutes. And how am I, yeah, to, know? Need, how am I to know he yeah, didn't do that? We, yeah, we don't need you to tell nobody nothing about what I'm doing, Mary. She ain't talking to yo Craig. Go back to work, nigga. Shit. I'm making my smoothie, bitch. Well, go make your motherfucking nasty-ass macaroni and bagels, nigga. Bitch, ain't nobody making no macaroni and bagels. <laughs> What's wrong with
Mm-hmm. Now we can't talk you about fruit. What else you putting in there? You putting in some uh some oat milk or some almond milk? Almond milk. Uh oh. Get away from that almond milk, girl. To go into the oak now. Mm-mm. It's the almond milk without any of that guar gums and all that other bullshit. It's just almond. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what they say. You can though. Make your you own know, you got. Yeah, you can. You can. You can. That's what. That's what. It's the best way to do it. That way you can keep all them creepers about of it. You ain't got one on the machine. Your ass is big enough to I do don't. it. Shit, just stick it in your booty, girl. I need to get one. And it goes zoom. <laughs> My ass would be that shit. I'd be rich. Shit, you can I thought you was. That's what you told me. You said you left recent and ran into a pot full of gold. Shit. No, no, no. Shit. All for man. Chocolate, chocolate peach. Know how to make peaches in smoothies. <laughs> Shit. He be over here. She got kente. Go. I guess he didn't. She didn't get that nigga a taste or something. Cause he been going over talking about peaches, peach slices. <laughs> <laughs> That nigga, she got that nigga gone. That nigga be out here, and they be arguing and shit. And he said, "Yeah, you know you want 